I swear I will not kill anyone. You're listening to Arnold Radio News, your weekly dose of what is best in life. And now, two guys who are living tissue over metal endoskeletons. The Gillinator and Brandon Crumb. Yeah. Whoa. What happened? You clipped, <laughs> you clipped out first thing. Guys, that's not good here. Your excitement can't be contained by audio equipment. No, it's like, screw the equipment here. I've been flailing around and... <laughs> How are you, Brandon? Yeah, I'm great. I'm great, man. Yes. I just got to watch... Uh, my favorite film of all time. Oh, you know, yes. You know, you for did. some odd reason, it was a good time for it. I did, too. Funnily enough. Oh, that's enough. fantastic. Maybe. You know what we should do is have a whole episode talking about that one film. Hmm. That sounds just incredible. Um, I think that. Let's do it. Come yes, on. Yes, absolutely. This episode is going to be dedicated entirely to the movie. Terminator 2 Judgment Day. I love it. It's my yes. ultimate, you know, film of all time. You know, yes. any genre, anything. It's just T2 is like, hands down, I can say, favorite film. That's, Ab- it's yeah. so easy. Yeah, it, me too. It fits so many requirements. It's so fun. And I can't wait to talk about it. I know, I know. This is going to be, this has been... A long time coming, you know, that we've wanted to do a, a T2 episode because, you know, you get us starting, started talking about T2 and it's just like, there's too much, you know, to try to fit in any other episode. So, uh, right. so exactly. yeah. So now the deck is cleared. It's the 25th anniversary. So it's, you know, wow. the perfect opportunity here. Uh, July 3rd, 1991 was the initial release. And, uh, so yeah, I can't believe it's been that long, but, uh, it's crazy. Um, but here we are. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. I mean, to think, you know, I was, you know, not to, what, five, six years old at the time? It's like, holy crap. <laughs> yes. Terminator has been in my life since before <laughs> I can really even remember memories, yes. you know? It's just like, it's always been there. And you were just a little, I, I love it. A know? little crumb. Floating around, <laughs> yes. you did, did not know yet um, the greatness. Um, and I was in middle school at the time, so wow. I was probably the the prime audience <laughs> for the movie when it came out. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's true. Me and my friends um, were all so excited about it because you know, a it's a new Arnold movie. And Arnold, oh, yeah. you know, in, in 1991, that, you know, could be considered like the peak of Arnold's career as far as just excitement and everybody, you know, he, he's just exploding all over the world. He, you know, he's oh, super yeah. popular. Um, he just came off in 1990, he just came up off of two of his, you know, most successful movies. He had Total Recall in the summer. Um, ah, yeah, that was huge. Yeah, yeah, you know, great action movie there, sci-fi and all that, and and then um, and then he followed that up in the winter because um, he was kind of doing a summer winter schedule for a while there uh, with <laughs> with uh, the great comedy Kindergarten Cop. Oh wow! Uh, 
That's fantastic. So, and that was, you know, and that, you know, that combination, like huge action movie and then a comedy that the whole family can go see or, you know, most of the family, it's PG-13, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, but that got kids kind of, you know, if, if they weren't familiar with Arnold, they got, got more kids like seeing him and <laughs> knowing who he was. Um, so it's I mean, just, yeah. it was just the perfect storm of, you know, of leading up to it and then, you know, making what would become the biggest, you know, movie of the year, certainly, and one of the, the biggest R-rated movies of all time. Um, it's just, you know, there was just such a fur you know, a, a fever of, you know, anticipation for this movie uh, oh, when it was yeah, coming yeah. out. That's one of the things I love about the movie. I mean, when we get into it, but uh, what I love is that it's crafted uh, sort of a, as a huge fake out. You know, that's the whole first what, half uh, an yes. hour of the movie is, is right. you know, one of the biggest fake outs in, you know, movie cinema history. Now, unfortunately, I think at the time that the marketing kind of, you know, kind of gave the game away a little too soon. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it, it was definitely crafted. In, in an ambiguous way and you know and, and you know Jim Cameron talks about this on some of the commentaries and interviews he's done is like he he set it up so that um if you're coming from the first terminator movie yeah and you know and don't know anything going into T2 um you know you you may assume that okay well arnold's back it's a new terminator movie he must be the bad terminator again right um, yeah uh, because why you know at that time why would you assume anything else you know um so and the way they set it up there's there's a lot of little things that they that they make you know they, they don't they don't give it away completely so yeah. um what did I, I? I came up with a couple things like this because when they when they make their appearances, the two Terminators come back. Um, mm. They the the order they come in is is Arnold comes uh, followed by um, you know Robert Patrick. So you have the uh. the good Terminator first, uh, followed by the bad Terminator. Um, Whereas in the first movie it was reversed, right? <laughs> you have Arnold, come, you have the bad Terminator coming first, and yeah. then the good one. So you know, going in that same order, you would think, well, Arnold's first; he's the bad Terminator, <laughs> right? Um, exactly. Plus, you don't you don't even you're, it's not even clear that Robert Patrick is a Terminator at first. You, he might be just a human. Um, yeah, yeah, because he's you know so slender and like you know. Right, he certainly doesn't look yeah. like Arnold. He's not muscular like you know, like him. Yeah, exactly. And you know, he's more similar to Kyle Reese's build. Um, so, so it makes sense yeah, that true. well, maybe he's a human. He also doesn't explicitly explicitly kill anyone. I think I'm pretty sure, right? Because it's not clear whether he kills that first cop. He, he might just, oh. you know, <laughs> just yeah. knocks, knocks him out. Uh, or punches punches him in the gut because you don't know he's he's turning into a, yeah, a blade true. at that point. Yeah, it's kind of ambiguous, isn't it? Right, right. So you could be like, oh, okay, so you don't know. Um, and then Arnold 
is, you know, and uh, one of the biggest things they do as kind of a fake out is when Arnold is, uh, is scanning around, he's on his bike and he's looking for, you know, John Connor. He sees mm-hmm. him down in the canal and his re- heads up display reads, you know, target acquired John Connor. <laughs> yes. So yeah. that's, that's kind of the, you know, uh, a big kind of, uh, well, it's, 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 it's target. Sure. But you know, that's, <laughs> it doesn't say he's, he's, he's going to protect him. Um, so you could be fooled into thinking he's going to try to kill him. Um, but yeah, that's, that's one of the cool things that, uh, and then, you know, up until the two, you know, the three of them come together in the, the Galleria, um, you know, back, back <laughs> yes. hallway there. And, uh, and Arnold says, "Get down!" Do you you know realize that he's the good one? Um, so it would have been cool to to go into it, you know, completely not knowing anything like that, and 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 be su- kind of you know maybe surprised by that. Um, but you know, they they probably made you know the the choice you know marketing wise to. Uh, you know that they want to they want to promote Arnold as the good terminator and because that happens so early on in the movie it would be yeah. it would probably be difficult to do to show everything they want to show you know the whole movie and and not right. show you know Arnold you know being <clears throat> a good guy so that's um, true cuz it's like why is he still with John Connor in this shot right 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 things like that so yeah it makes sense it's it's more so you know it's it's it, it's not as egregious as you know the the Terminator Genesis you know fiasco as with revealing in the trailer for that you know the <clears throat> right. the big yeah. thing about John Connor being a Terminator because that's that uh, is later on in the movie so there's yeah. a lot more that happens before that is revealed and then. There's so there's less they they would have to kind of because the first trailer did not reveal that the first trailer they had for Terminator yeah. Genesis you know didn't do that um, it was I don't think they even really showed the John Connor Terminator um, except yeah. it, when he's like changing phase or you know he's in that like particle phase a little bit um, so anyway, but yeah, so that's the, it was cool. Cause the, and the first teaser for T2, this was, you know, one of the coolest, you know, teasers to come out because it was completely, uh, original footage. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It was like doing the theme and then the, you see the Terminator getting built and everything. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. like in the fact. Now, do you know who directed that? Mm, did. I'm not sure. Did Cameron do that, or was it someone else? It was Stan Winston. Winston did that. That's right. Okay, and he got to direct that sequence. I always thought that was great. You know, it was just like I don't know. It was just kind of cool to see more into like the world of the Terminator. You know, yeah. that we don't really get to see very often. Right. So right. You know, and and you know, just to see like I, I mean, I don't know if that's how they're always made necessarily in the universe, but it was mm-hmm. just kind of a cool idea. Right, yeah, yeah to have that kind yeah. of vault, you know, chamber thing with the the mold of Arnold in there. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. And you could, t- and it looked really cool, even though I'm sure they, you know, it didn't cost much to do that, and they probably like kind of, you know, just got a little set thrown together with, 
you know, some, yeah, some hydraulic thing. stuff, and you yeah, know, and put some steam in, lighting and some lighting you know, and steam, and, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sparks and stuff going off, and <laughs> yeah, things but like it's, that. But it's awesome. Um, yeah, show some endo bits, you know. But they already had those made for the movie, so it's like, oh, that's gonna be easy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, but that was, you know, I mean, it's it's held up almost always as like the 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 perfect teaser of all time because. Yeah. It does exactly what you want. It, it it gets everyone so pumped for the movie, but at the same time, it doesn't reveal anything other than Arnold's back, which is you know <laughs> that's all you need. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. So yeah, so that was part of what you know got the excitement level so high is just you know because and and leading up to the, you know the release, we're like uh, you know. It's pre-internet and everything so we're like oh, yeah. you know just waiting for any little thing to come out so the the trailers you had to go and see in the theaters uh, oh man you know that was yes. the only way <laughs> <laughs> and um so you're so excited when that came up um and you know you could read magazine articles about you know t2 and things you know what what you know with the special effects and stuff they were starting to talk about a little bit but but yeah, it was it was a lot harder to get information, um, so they could keep keep things guarded a lot more. Um, but yeah, summer of ninety one. Um, I went and saw it. Oh, I don't know how many times. Probably at least four times in the theater that summer. Nice. Four yeah. or five, even. Um, but yeah, I was in there a lot because it was in our our local cinema, and it's you know it was a small town in Ohio. Um, it just had like two screens, so it was it was there for a while, so I could easily just hop in and watch it, you know, again and again. So was this Columbus or was this somewhere? Uh, else? This is down outside. south of Columbus in in Circleville, That's okay. where I grew up. So. Uh, I, I probably did see it in Columbus a couple times too, but, uh, but the, you know, the cinema right there in town was, was the easiest and, and cheapest one to go to. So <laughs> that's so great. That yeah, was, might as well. That was cool. Um, and of course, uh, what was your first experience seeing it? You, you probably didn't see it, uh, immediately <clears throat> being a five no, or I, six. <laughs> I, I probably had, my first experience with the Terminator, I think, is going to be the action figures, you know, with T2 was those little, yeah. you know, seven inch action figures that came out. And I would always have like the one where, you know, Arnold's arm pops off and you can put in the new, you know, kind of the it's kind of like a gun arm pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Shoots a little projectile. And that was like my favorite toy growing up. I don't know if anybody ever had like a favorite thing growing up, but that was like, you know, the one I would want to take with me when I went on trips or whatever, whatever. Uh, I don't know. It's just so cool. I even have like a little, you know, footage of me as a kid kind of playing with that. I didn't get to see Terminator 2 until it came out on VHS. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. I remember I had this, uh, this two pack, which was had Terminator 1 and Terminator 2. Uh, and, um, you know, I, it was VHS tapes. So I had to pop those in and, uh, actually, you know, uh, you know, rewind and rewatch and stuff. I can't, you know, tell you how many times I've watched that movie, uh, probably wore out the tape i've i've probably owned yeah. several copies of 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 t2 on vhs yeah um but that's you know i don't even know what year that what was that what year do you think that came out on vhs um 
Yeah, back then it was it was not just a few months. Uh, you had to wait. Yeah. Like I want to say, like a year later. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because they had, you know, they had the HBO window where it would play on HBO, and even that was like you know a good six or nine months after it was in theaters. Um, yeah. And especially with it being so successful, it, it stayed in theaters quite a while. Um, yeah, I don't know, but yeah, I remember the initial VHS release, and, and of course, it, you know, with it, there's the the rental periods and where you have to to go to the, the the you know the video rental stores like Blockbuster and the local ones. Um, yeah, and you couldn't the VHS you could technically purchase it, um, but they charge like ninety nine dollars. <laughs> yeah, the VHS tapes during the rental period, um, so you couldn't really do that. But yeah, and then um, yeah, I remember I got the 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 tape and and put it in my parents' system at home, and they had they had like an old school stereo, um, you know, <laughs> yeah. like Fisher stereo or something that had some pretty good sized speakers, you know, in, in the corners of the room. And so yeah. I, I hooked up the, you know, the TV to it and, and cranked it up like, you know, nothing else to <laughs> shake everything uh, with those uh, explosions yeah, and guns. Your own surround sound. It, right. It was, yeah, pre-surround pre stuff. But yeah, just, just you know, it, it sounded really cool with just those <laughs> two, uh, two big honking speakers in there. Um, so, oh, yeah, yeah, lots lots of fun uh Rewatching it over and over, and then uh, just you know being able to recite the lines and everything. Um, <laughs> of course. So yeah, so <laughs> it, it did huge, of course. Um, so we kind of had, you know it was kind of a free form, uh, uh, you know, not really review, but just kind of going through. You know, we both recently watched it again. I watched it on my awesome. Blu-ray in the theater here, my basement theater that I set up, and um, so that was really almost like a new experience watching it again because it's just you know it's been so long since I could watch it in a theater on a really enormous screen, um, yeah, in a real theater. You know, I've watched it many times on fairly you know big size TVs, fifty, sixty inch TVs. But now I've got a 110 inch screen area. <laughs> yes, that's great. So it does bring back that, you know, that feeling of, of, you know, larger than life. Um, yeah. and, and seeing every little thing on the screen. Um, oh, picking, yeah. You know, yeah. Where you, no, I, I, I'm sorry. I just mm -hmm. go ahead. I, I just said, you know, on a smaller screens, you, you're still, you're seeing everything, but you may not, you might overlook, you know, some little details here and there. And it just, you know, it, it draws you in a little more. Oh yeah, of course. It's, it's so great. I mean, you can just be immersed in it, you know, at that point when it's almost bigger than your eyes view, you know, that's always fantastic. Right. Uh, I, I'm, I did get lucky enough to have a theater experience with Terminator two. Um, mm -hmm. uh, when I did theater back in high school, uh, we, we had a projector there and I used to carry around whenever I drove anywhere, a copy of Terminator two <laughs> uh, on, on DVD. So everybody knew this about me. I always had a yeah. copy with me. 
just in case. It was like, hey, what movie do you want to watch? Well, I have Terminator 2. <laughs> it was always an option, at least. Nice. And, um, in case so of emergency. Time, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty crazy back then, I guess. But nice. Uh, but they were testing the uh, this the. The, the theater's surround system, you know, like the, the mics and all the sound and speakers and stuff. And so I was like, hey, you know, what better movie to test your actual speakers and see if, the, you know, you have a real great sound system with than Terminator 2. Right. So we put that in and, uh, you know, we played it on the projector. And I just remember, like, my fellow students, like, they may not even have liked, you know, action films at the time but they actually sat down a lot of people sat down and actually watched it and were like really enjoying it and i just remember that kind of like experience of and it was a big theater you know i, I don't remember like 300 seats or something so mm-hmm. you know it's a, it's a huge you know a, a just kind of a huge theater experience and there's people there but I, I just remember like oh my god this is great i'm getting to see <laughs> terminator on a huge screen in a theater you know right yeah. it may not have been the traditional way yeah but it you know it was still getting to watch the movie and you're right it's just like so great to see it up you know, projected, you know, yeah. like that on the, on the screen. If you're in it and you're in a completely dark room and there's just no dis- other distractions. Like, you yeah, know, the way yeah. we watch movies, it's like, there's always like, you know, you're, you're on your phone, you're on your computer or you're, you're having conversations or whatever. And, um, so you don't always get a completely focused, you know, experience anymore. Um, but yeah, but the big, yeah. the biggest, part to me that I found while watching it again um, is that the the emotional parts like really like I felt those again like you you get kind of like you know after watching something so many times the you know the big moments you kind of like you you know gloss over they don't affect you like they used to but this time like that scene you know where you know Sarah just tried to kill Miles Dyson and you know she and she's in yeah. there and they're on the floor and 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 then she realizes oh my god you know i you know what have i become and then and then you know arnold and and uh you know eddie furlong come in and 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 get things and and then and she and and um you know sarah and john connor have that moment then where uh, you know she's like Oh, I can't believe I almost, you know, did this and, and, uh, yeah. And it's just like, shh, and stuff, and she's backing away. Right, right, right. It's oh, very yeah. just, it's, it's crazy. She became a Terminator in that scene. You know, that's how right. I viewed it. Yeah. And it's just kind of like total role reversal where, you know, this Terminator becomes human in a way at the end of the film. Yeah. Whereas humans can become Terminators too. It's like, if we're not careful, we yeah. can become killing machines. We need to be able to hold on to our humanity. Right. So that's something I think you, that the film taught me anyway. It's just like, you, you know, we got to care about each other, guys. We can't just go around killing people. Yeah. That's a, that's a big, big theme in the, in the whole movie yeah. for sure. Um, but yeah, but that, that moment of connection between, you know, mother and son there where they haven't really connected since, you know, since he broke her out yeah, of the hospital because they've kind of been, you know, she's, you know, just very, like, shouldn't have done that, John, and kind of closed off to him. And, and then, yeah. you know. Well, she's even checking him for wounds instead of right, hugging him. Right, yeah, you know, yeah. He's like, oh, my God, she's hugging me. No, she's just checking for wounds. Yeah, yeah. So the, so they don't really connect, but then, but then, um, and then, and then she says, like, oh, you, you came to stop me, and, 
and, and he says, I had to, you know, and I couldn't let you do that. And, and then she says, I love you, John. I always have. And it's just so good. Like the oh, acting yeah. in that scene and the, the emotion, you can see it on their faces and, and hear it. Oh, and, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I so got, good. you know, I got all choked up and verklempt again. So that was, <laughs> that was cool. Oh, that's, um, you, you're making, uh, James Cameron proud then because that's what he wanted, you know. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh did you watch the regular edition or the special edition? So I did the special edition. Um, okay, that's what I did too. That's usually ninety nine percent of the time what I watch uh, yeah. when I have the opportunity because I think it just ha it adds just a little bit more to the story. Mm-hmm. You know, just a little more meat to it. And I, I just especially like that deleted scene where uh they're taking out the chip from you know, the Terminator and there yes. where he's only set right. to, you know, whatever read mode. And they're like, well, can we, can we flip the switch? And, mm-hmm. and I just love the moment where, you know, Sarah Connor's about to smash that chip. And then John is like, no. And she stops him. And that's kind of the first time where he's kind of taking a leadership role. Exactly. Right. So, right. And I think that's just it's, a powerful scene. It's like, that should be part of the story. So I don't, I don't know. It's just it, to leave it out would be a, such a shame. Yeah. That was, that's probably, yeah, the, the, the number one scene that absolutely is, you know, should, should have been in originally. Um, because yeah, you, you get that, you know, the, you know, John taking control a little more and, uh, and showing that and, and being, he's, he's right. You know, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's right to question his mother and not just, you know, go along with what she wants to do. Um, we need it. Yeah. We need it. <laughs> um, and then if my own, if my own mother won't listen to me, how do you know, how do you expect anyone else to? Anyone else to? Yeah. Um, that's so good. You know, and it's like, it's true. Well, it's like, well, I need to start trusting in John's abilities too. Right. So it's kind of like a nice, you know, a nice kind of learning experience for both of them. Yeah, yeah. Not to mention the effects are so cool. Like the, oh, they had to, like, the yeah. whole, you know, <laughs> like that, that's scene. not even talking about that. Like the whole turnaround where you see in the mirror and then there's Arnold, but then you see the back of his head too. And it's, right. I don't know. And it pans like goes down into the shot where you can look down into the skull all yeah, in one take. Yeah. Yeah, and especially when so you, cool. you, you find out, you know, how they did that scene where they, they built a duplicate set. On the other side of the mirror, when there's there's actually no mirror there, it's it's just uh, oh, you yeah. know it's, uh, Linda Hamilton's twin, you know, mirroring the movements. The real Arnold on mm-hmm. the, on the other side of the mirror, and they have the puppet head that, that they're actually you know doing this the surgery on. Um, yeah. It's just a masterful. Nowadays, that would have uh, been CG'd, but like oh yeah, it's sold so well, and it, right. it's all practical. It's all practical. And it's, yeah. And the, with a movie that had, yeah, it was breaking ground with the new special effects for the T one thousand and everything. Um, but they had to, you know, they were already like, you know, you know, had the highest budget ever at a hundred million some. Um, so they had to be very judicious where they put their, you know, CG budget in, into that and what they could choose to do CG and, and what they still needed to do practical. Um, so that was one of the, the key things with, uh, how it works so well is, is they only use CG when it's absolutely necessary. Um, and then all yeah. the other times they had, you know, Stan Winston doing those, you know, very cool, you know, different 
puppets and mock-ups with the and makeup and everything to uh, to make the appearance yeah. of. Uh, no, there's also something James Cameron likes to do is use, or at least used to, is rear projection. Mm-hmm. And I think it's used so well in this film, you know, it, to, to help kind of create moments, especially even in the very beginning of the picture where you've got life-size endoskeletons, then you got like the rear mm. projection, you know, there's endos behind it even moving around. And it's just, it's true. And I yeah. think it's, it's just so seamless, you know, mm-hmm. and I think it probably, it just lends to like a tangibility to it all. Whereas nowadays it'd be all, you know, just made in a computer, which I think is kind of sad. Right. It would be green screened and, yeah, and yeah. then added in later. And, and yeah, the rear projection, uh, even though there's, you know, you can kind of tell when that's going on. If you, if you look at it, it's like, you, you know what that looks like. Um, but it's still, it looks way better than green screen because it's, yes. everything is shot, you know, at one time with the camera. Yeah, exactly. Um, yep. So when they do it properly, yeah, it works really well. Um, and yeah, we're kind of bopping all over, but I'll, I'll just, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll just keep going. Um, that, you know, the, the opening, oh man, <laughs> no, oh. Somebody, I had the the thing calling. All right, a secret guest, huh? Yeah. Arnold. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be nice? Um, yes. All right, no, we got. All right, wouldn't expect someone to call me at ten forty-five, but all right. Anyway, all right, let me jump back in. Um, but yeah, I wanted to, uh, just bring, so you mentioned the opening, you know, opening scene there with the starts in the future war. I think the, the, like the, the entire sequence, um, well, certainly just like the, the pre credits and the credits sequence, I think is, is one of the most awesome openings to a movie ever oh yeah um because it just has such a is just has a great setup for everything that's going to happen and you get yeah oh yeah there's such a weight to it you know yeah even the music you know like the right there's there's eerie yeah the strings and it just cuts to you know them skeleton dead in this you know in the car it's just like I think one of the most epic moments in the whole movie is, I think we can all agree, is when we finally see the Endo just smash that human skull right. you know, with his foot. And it's just like, and it pans <sighs> up and then, you know, all of a sudden, yeah, it's just like, that oh, great sound. like the whole movie with this, that's what we wanted with Salvation, but we didn't get it. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but like that kind of feel would have been so, so perfect. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's so just get- like, we want more of that, but, you know, James Cameron knows you know, gives us just enough to, to get a taste and then (laughs) bam, right back to the main story, you know? Right. And it's, it's genius because it gives you that, um, the, it it gives you just a taste of action with that future war, little part. Um, because it, it actually, once the movie is, you know, starts proper, 
it it takes a little while before you you get to more action you know when they're in the canal chase oh, yeah. sequence so you know it gives you a little you know a little something of that first um to tide you over i guess because it's you know this big action movie and uh, <laughs> yeah that's true but then and, yeah i didn't realize that but you're right there is a kind of like that gap of time where it's like setting up everybody right. you're and, introducing the characters you know. it's kind of just the slow building of of suspense and you know the cat and mouse kind of that goes on with the terminators um but yeah, so it gives you a little action there in the, in the future and then it also has i think the the best actor to play old older John Connor of any of the movies. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't even yeah. say anything. <laughs> no, he doesn't need to, huh? Yeah, he, uh, he, yeah, he's definitely the best so far. But he's got know. that, you know, he's got that, <laughs> that uh, just gaze, you know, looking out, you know, with yeah. his binoculars, yeah. and yeah. he's got the scar on his face, and you can just tell he's he's been through some crap. Um, yeah. And but he uh, also looks like somebody that could, you know, be like the human, you know, resistance leader, you know. Mm-hmm. You're right. So he's like, he's aged, he's weathered, but he, you know, he just looks like confident almost in what he's kind of doing. He's like surveying the land in a way. Right. I don't know. It's just, he, there's, there's all sorts of stuff going on with him and it's <laughs> very, very, uh, believable. Right. Exactly. Um, and I don't even know the actor's name. I would have to look it up because, because <laughs> he's not Our like... favorite John Connor, older John Connor is, uh, his it's, name is aloof right now. But, he gets, he, yeah, uh, he doesn't get much credit. Um, but as yeah. As far as I'm aware though, Edward Furlong is still the only actor to play John Connor more than once. Is that true? Mm, yeah. I, well, besides the, you know, the Sarah Connor Chronicles, I don't know if that counts. Well, Is yeah, a, yeah. On the, but in the film, you know, right, universe. in the movies. Um, yeah, I think so. Because, um, yeah, they change it for, for each movie, usually. Um, <laughs> yeah. I still would have really wished for him to come back. You know, like, the whole gang, really, would have been great to get one more outing with Linda and mm-hmm. Edward Furlong and all of them. But, you know, I understand that, I guess, yeah, you know, it's kind of difficult over time <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> especially without you know james cameron really at the helm some things just yeah right like if he had come back and said you know i want to get everyone together they probably would have because they respect him usually you know but yeah, um right but yeah because i know like with linda hamilton it was definitely an issue of if james cameron isn't doing it then i'm not interested um <laughs> yeah so that's that's how a lot of them probably felt um but yeah, but the so that whole sequence, then the and then the fade from John Connor's face, uh, the crossfade into the flames, the slow motion flames and explosions that the credits go over with the yeah. the, the amazing you know T two theme uh, that Brad Feidel does um, is just that's you know that's perfection that you know leads into that. Oh yeah, yeah, so good. Um, and, and then, of course, the end, right? I mean, with the the endoskull just kind of, you know, coming right? Closer, yeah, closer going to the camera, zooming in. in the flames, just like licking it, <laughs> right? Know, just like, oh my god, staring right you at see you. The flames, yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's, and then the, the flames reflections are in the chrome or whatever the heck. Oh that yeah, is. right, it's right. Like, yeah, I don't. That imagery right there is just so iconic. Right. It's so great. 
And you know, you know, and it's like, you know, you know, they're compositing all sorts of things with that. You know, they've got the, the flames in one, you know, the slow motion explosions that they did. And, um, <laughs> right. Yeah. And yeah. then the skull and the, uh, the other, the flames are reflecting in it. And so, yeah. So it's just, that's, yeah, the best intro to a movie to get you just so excited for what's going to happen. Um, and then even, you know, and Linda Hamilton doing the voiceover too, I think is, is good to, you know, kind of con- yeah, concise true. little, you know, tells you everything you need to know to, yeah. to get into the movie as like, okay, there's, there's, you know, um, and it, you know, by the way, you know, they also, in how we were talking about before, they don't reveal the good or bad Terminator thing. Um, oh. in her voiceover, she says, you know, the, the resistance was able to send another, you know, lone warrior, a protector for John. Of course, not mentioning right. that it's also a Terminator. So, yeah. Um, yes, yeah. It's just a question of which one of them reach him first. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's cool. Yep. But yeah. uh, that's an example of voiceover done well because there's definitely movies that, you know, start a movie with with voiceover narration and yeah. you know it's kind of like filmmaking 101 don't tell a mo- don't tell an audience something when you can show it but there is a place for effective you know voiceover like that and i think they they do it just right there um in oh, giving, yeah, yeah. giving just enough information but not you know overload um yeah so that's that's all just Really cool, and of course, then you know the the transition to the you know the the current you know day movie is is uh, those that grill of the truck you know clanging together. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that was cool. So uh, and and it's just like you don't even know what you're looking at first. It's like some machinery. It's like what what is this? And then of course, yeah. it's revealed that it's a truck. Um, and um, but yeah, and then and then so after that whole setup, and then the you know Terminator arrivals, of course, and I, I think this is an example of how the editing of the movie is is also you know just phenomenal because the way they go, you know, every scene leads completely logically into the next scene following it. And they transition between yeah. those in in perfect you know ways too, um, because you got the you know the the voiceover just set up there were, there were two people coming back so so they show the arrivals of the Terminators and acquiring the clothes and all that which you know that of course yeah. Arnold's scene getting you know your clothes your boots and your motorcycle and and all that is, is, <laughs> is yeah. just an an awesome scene in that it's it's. It's kind of, you know, it's humorous because, you know, it's yeah. na- naked Arnold walking into this bar or whatever and people reacting to it. <laughs> and that it. woman's just like, mm. Right, right. That's a glance at him there. Um, but it's not, you know, it, it's not what it became in T3 where it's just kind of a joke right, in right. itself where it's, oh, it's male strip night and guess what, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But, I always yes. remember that that uh, that song, you know, the country song, you know, the guitars yeah, and Cadillacs. Yeah, that's that's yes. Cadillacs. Yeah, hillbilly music. Yeah. And then like, yeah. a, you know, how you hear <laughs> right, it, in it sounded the Terminator, right through his. Yeah, <laughs> like I want to, I want to hear the song, the whole song, like that. <laughs> <Someday>. <laughs> right. 
I have the I have the original song on because uh, it wasn't they didn't include it in the soundtrack, but you could uh, you know download it separately. If, if oh yeah, yeah. Um, but then I listened to it. and I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like the song on its own because <laughs> yeah. it is this yeah, stereotypical part. It's the stereotypical yeah. country you know song. So it's like. Uh, yeah, you should, you should, don't go for that. But um, but yeah, but it is it, it's interesting. They use three they use three commercial songs in the movie. There's that one. There's the George Thorogood "Bad to the Bone," which is immediately oh, you know yeah. after that scene when he steps out and and it's it's kind of I think James Cameron had admitted this like. Like he definitely wasn't the the first person to use this song in a movie because it, it right, had already yeah. been used. Like anytime there's something badass, you know, or a badass character, <laughs> you know, coming on screen, oh, you p- play bad to the bone, and <laughs> it's even better. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of a trope at that point, almost. But um, but I think you know, whenever anyone thinks of that song. Uh, I would be hard pressed to uh, that someone would not think of you know T2 <laughs> as the definitive yeah, oh, use yeah. of it. You know, um, <laughs> it's like well, you it know. is so perfect though. You know, it is. It's like you know, it's the perfect kind of like you know, it's it's kind of you know, sort of an intense scene that he's you know he's he's fighting these guys and kind of you know beating them up and everything. So it kind of diffuses that by okay, now he's got his he's got his gear. He's suited up. He's ready to go, and you're like kind of rooting for him, even though you you know you're not supposed to know he's good yet. But <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. But you still you're always rooting for Arnold. Yeah, yeah. You want to root for Arnold, um, and just the whole way that sequence plays out, where the guy comes out with the shotgun and then says, "Can't let you take me, oh. Wilson." <laughs> oh yeah. And then he just slowly he turns, looks at him, and just slowly you know. Puts the kickstand down, gets off, walks. It's all done like you know, very deliberately, and yeah. and just like grabs the gun out of his hand. It's like, and then and then yeah. of course you know the the you know final great touch is the sunglasses. You know, oh yeah, because he, he reaches for the van and the guy <laughs> flinches like, oh no, <laughs> and he takes the sunglasses. And yeah, puts that's them on. so good. Which you know, and he puts them on, and it's like the dead of night or whatever. But it's right, still right, works. it's totally it's unnecessary. But it's just one of yeah. those things that's okay. That's just so cool. You, you know, that's that's completely yeah, allowed. Yeah, it was badass. Um, it was cool, man. But yeah, so great entrance for Arnold. Um, and then you know Robert Patrick comes, and you know he, he goes about his thing. But the way they lead into each scene. Um, so like Robert Patrick, so he gets the, he gets the police cruiser and he starts looking up, you know, the, where John Connor on the, their database there. And then it gives their, his address of, you know, Todd and Janelle. Um, and then it cuts from that to the next day, you know, Todd and Janelle's house, you know, with, with John and everything (laughs) there. So that, so it's like. You you connect the dots. You, they don't need to tell you. Okay, this is John Connor's house. It's just you know, it's it's the editing that does that for you. Um, and then you see you know, and you put the dots together a lot easier. And then um, from there, then after that scene, they they cut from John saying, um, "She's not my mother, Todd." 
And then yeah. you cut from that to Sarah in the the mental the mental hospital. Um, you know, so it's uh, like yeah. you know she she mentions her and they cut to her. So it's it's the next right. thing they yeah. have to fill in fill you in on on uh, you know Sarah Connor now. Um, so it's just those those little things that just make it like uh, just the storytelling. It's just it's just very easy to follow. Um, there's no yeah. confusion about where, you know, who, who's what character and what they're doing. And, um, it's, it's just masterfully done. Um, and you know, you can, you can keep going, you know, they're, the Terminators are looking for John. They go from, um, oh yeah. When Sarah's talking, um, with Silberman, um, and, yeah. and he's trying to, you know, She's trying to convince him that you know she's she's doing better now. She doesn't believe those things, and and he's like, so you don't oh, believe right. there was you don't believe there was a cover up, and they, they you know they they kept these things these parts of the Terminator to themselves, and and she says, no, why would they? And then cut to Cyberdyne, and then of course you find out uh, they do have those things and everything like that. <laughs> yeah, so it's just. You know, oh yeah, that's, that's so good. I love how that uh, how that happens, you know, in a completely logical manner to to tell the story and and, you, and unravel each piece of it, as, and you learn more and more about uh, all the the people and the and the the parts that go together. Um, so, yeah, it's so good at building the universe, you know. Right, right, exactly. It doesn't it doesn't feel disjointed or or forced like you're you're being explained anything you know in 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 uh, long pieces of dialogue it's just like you know conversations that are happening between people and everything um so yeah so i think that that is uh i mean the the whole first third of the movie is just just incredibly good storytelling that way um Let's see. What should we go to now? Um, we could talk about just the the other awesome aspects of the movie. I think the the sound design is uh, is another stellar thing about T two. Um, they have to, you know, I mean, when you're making any movie, you have to layer so many th- things together. Um, from the, the you know the 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 actors' dialogue to the the um, the sound effects for things that they're doing in the scene to background sounds and then of course the music of the score happening underneath everything um, so it's it's not an easy thing to juggle all that properly and. Uh, but T two, and in fact, I think it won one of its Academy Awards for for the the sound effects or sound design. Um, but yeah, but the way that everything is just very distinct, um, it's not just a a, a a wall of sound coming at you. Um, that there's some action yeah, movies. Yeah, it, it win best sound. It did win that. Just best little, sound. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One, of, one of the four is best sound. Yep, That's pretty great. Well deserved of that, um, but they and the way that that you know and you, it's you don't realize how much they have to create the sounds after you know they film everything too because like the foley artists have to go through a scene and create every little you know footstep 
Um, and you know, the, oh, yeah, yeah. a lot of the dialogue is recorded <laughs> afterwards and they have to dub it in. Um, yeah. and then of course all the sounds they have to create that there's no sound for, like the T1, the sounds the T1000 makes when he's changing, <laughs> oh, yes. you know, yeah. and those cool things, you know, what sounds does he make when he morphs from, you know, one thing to another and, and, uh, yeah. I know. Now, from what I read, mm-hmm. you know that scene where he morphs through the the metal bars and the uh, and you know the mental institution. Yeah, uh, you know this gun gets caught or whatever. From what I read, that is actually the sound of dog food coming out of the can or something. Like <laughs> yes, that, like that. right, right. Which uh, I think is is just crazy, you know, <laughs> to think about. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. That that T one thousand has so many crazy sounds. Yeah, they did, then, they did. They had to come up with so many things to to you know to to do those things and like so what's what's the sound when his you know when he he makes the the blades out of his hand and then or and <laughs> right or when they get you know chopped off like they do when the you know when he's clawing onto the car and everything he gets the piece shot off and everything um, yeah different levels yep. of metallic versus liquid sounds and yeah, um, you know, like when he's rolling on the ground after the, you know, he gets yeah, his right. hand shown off. It's like ding, 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 ding. You know, it's like the ring, you know, like the metal right. clinking on the ground. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Like, that's that's just so cool. You know, that obviously had to be added later, and it, mm-hmm. it just sounds so realistic. Like it's it sells yeah. the effects so well. You you believe that it's making you know that all of this was just recorded live, you know, and that's that. Yeah, exactly. Of course, that's the sound that makes. You know, it's. it's <laughs> You don't think, you know, yeah, exactly. that's, that's dog food, you know, no, it's, just, it's the sound yeah, of liquid yeah, I mean, metal. And, you know, and it's not even just like, you know, there's that, but then we've talked about maybe on the show before about how there's the, the first time the, the, the shotgun is fired, it's actually like mm. three different gun sounds mixed into one. Right, like a yeah. Like cannon firing, uh, yeah. when he tells John to get down for the first time and, yeah. you know, it's just like of the, the many layers that just went into that one little moment. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you think, Oh, gunshots, you just record the sound yeah, a, a, gunshot. a gun makes. Right. But no, cause if you listen to, if you ever heard guns actually being fired, they sound nothing like they do in movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. This loud kind of pop, 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 or, you know, just very yeah. harsh sounds. Um, but you want your, your, your sounds in an action movie to sound larger than life and, and, uh, you know. What what you would imagine something to sound like, not what it actually sounds like. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you know, this is crazy. And another one fun—I don't know if you ever notice these in movies. Um, uh, sometimes they add some little sound effect just to kind of like seal the deal, just kind of make it sell the whole effect. Like in Jurassic Park, when Nedry slips on the, mm-hmm. the water, it does a little whoop, you know. Uh, and T2, my favorite one of those little sound effects is when, you know, the first time, like, you know, T1000 and the T100 come together, you know, he smashes, you know, the T1000 into the wall and, you know, mm-hmm. the T1000 smashes him into the wall and they go back and forth. And when they finally crash to the wall, mm-hmm. there's this little, yow sound effect. I don't know if you ever heard this. <laughs> huh, yeah. But like, <laughs> it's like this, just this little tiny, like, yow, you know, none of, nobody's making that noise. It's just, you know, right. it's, for some reason, it's just like this, extra like, to the to the moment <laughs> yeah just, I, I always like i just found that so fun you know that they would do that interesting yeah yeah i um, have to go back and listen for it next time you watch that that scene the moment when they smash that wall there's a little 
extra little bit of sound effect in there. Right. Which I just sound, yeah. Sound. Yeah. I can, I can hear the, you know, I, I can think of the, the distinct sounds as they're bashing each other against the walls, like making the kind of clang sound and as they go back and forth yeah. there. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a good one too. Um, and I also love the sound of like the, um, you know, when, when the T-1000 gets frozen with the liquid nitrogen, and it's kind of like the yes. the ice crystals forming and you know as he's kind of you know crackling and freezing up um <laughs> and then of course when he gets yeah, so cool. shattered apart by the bullets and it's just like a million pieces of glass you know making these little ting 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 sounds everywhere oh yeah yeah um, it's also very cool um but yeah that's just very very talented uh uh sound people doing doing that work um and to me, sound is like one of the, you know, the biggest part of that can that can elevate a movie to the next level. It's like in we used to do a demo. I used to you know work in a uh, audio video store, so we would do lots of mm-hmm. you know demos with the theater, you know, surround sound and everything. And and to you know to put forth the the importance of speakers in a system as opposed to just the TV. Um, uh, we would, we would show a scene from a movie, uh, with just the, the picture and no sound. And then we would yeah. turn off the picture and just do the sound with the surround sound and everything. It's like, which is more uh-huh. impressive, <laughs> you know, which, you know, <laughs> yeah. which, which, you know, would you rather do without is like, and so just having the, the impact of the sound and everything, you you can totally watch a, a well mixed and crafted sound in a movie um, without you know seeing a completely black picture and and still get an idea of what's going on and um, oh yeah and that yeah. can be very very effective um, and then uh, yeah and of course you know part of the great sound is is also the awesome. Uh, score that we mentioned Brad Feidel doing. Um, it's that, you know, perfect kind of blend of orchestral sounds and electronic sounds. Um, it gets the, you know, it, it ratchets up the intensity of scenes where there's action and, and having that kind of pulsing, you know, dun, 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 percussive beat and, the, and those uh, little, you know, you know, synth kind of effects and different things. Um, and even at the end, like there's that whole, even like kind of like the vocals, like oh, you know, thing kind of going on. Oh yeah, yeah, the yeah. thousand dies and all that. It's just like right. it mixes so many elements into it. Exactly. Uh, it's, it's just crazy. I can't tell you how many times I've listened to that soundtrack. You know, just the music itself. Oh sure. So so beautiful. Yep. You know, road trips. It's like a great one to just kind of drive drive to. Yeah. No, it's uh, it just goes in so many different directions. Anything else with the yeah? So the the score is you know top notch. Um, it just adds that extra element, and you know during the action, but also during during the quiet moments, like the whole desert scene. I love the track with with the guitars and the kind of oh, you yeah. know, the airy sound to it. Um, yeah, dun, 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 dun. All that stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's just beautiful, and um, it's it's the perfect kind of like 
you know, it's, it's, I mean, it sounds peaceful, but it's, it, there's all also some kind of like just a haunting, hints, hints of, yeah, haunting or, or kind of like, you know, there's something a little, you know, not, a, not everything is good. It's like they, they, have, to, they <laughs> have to keep their, keep their guard up still. Um, but yes, but it's a nice, you know, quieter moment, which, you know, it also brings the point that I think T2 it has the greatest, pacing in that it balances its action scenes with you know quieter scenes or scenes where they're just you know talking for a little bit and it's not you know a just balls out action from beginning to end um which i think is, yeah, it's is character development right you know it, it, it takes its time sometimes which is great you know, yeah you soak it's, in the moment it's a, you know, it's a two and a half hour movie with, you know, the special edition. Um, so they, and, but there's nothing really that is, it feels like it's just filler. You know, it's all very important stuff. Um, and, you know, there's, there's the occasional person you talk to is like, who feels like, oh, the T2 drags during that whole desert part and, you know, they just want to get back to the action or whatever. But it's, you know, the, the greatness of the movie comes from those those character you know interactions and and you know John and John and the Terminator you know bonding and starting to form that kind of father son relationship and then Sarah you know watching them and and then having her dream of course about the nuclear you know bomb and and uh, deciding to take things in her own hands and. And uh, change the future herself by going after Dyson. Um, so yeah, it's just you. You need all of that stuff um, to uh, yes. to have the impact of, of the you know everything at the end of the movie. So otherwise, you just get you know Michael Bay movies, and <laughs> <laughs> if you just want action, you know. And, yeah, uh, I just want explosions in your face all the time. Like, eh, yeah, I want some real, you know, substance too every once in a while. So I think T2 is the perfect example of that. Yeah. Uh, and also, did you hear that? I believe at the time, the, you know, the, the nuclear explosion was the most accurate uh, ever on film at the time, like of what would actually happen. Right. Uh, if, there if was the bombs like, dropped. yeah, they, they get, it was some government testing group or something that's got the, you know, that the knows about these nuclear weapons and everything. And, uh, yeah, they had said that this is the most realistic depiction, um, which is, you know, that's, that's good, but it's also horrifying because it's such, <laughs> such yeah. a scary thing. Um, yeah, that's true. That sequence, you know, with the, you know, the kids in the playground and, and then you just see the bright light first, you know, you, you would see the light before any sound, of course, um, yeah. or any kind of, you know, and there'd be that period before the blast wave comes that is just this like bright blinding fire. Um, yeah. but yeah. And then how everything just kind of turns to ash and, and blows, blows away these, you know, people that are just obliterated instantly. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty freaky stuff. Um, but yeah, very, very 
effectively done in, in instilling the kind <laughs> of fear that, uh, you know, Sarah feels about, you know, this, this future coming true. Um, yeah, exactly. So that, that was very, very good. That's, that's a scene too, where the, um, Sarah's, uh, twin sister is used again because she sees ah, herself, uh, on the, you know, with the kids on the playground, uh, or that might, that might've been the earlier dream sequence too. Um, you know, that deleted scene where, where she has that, uh, dream with, uh, with Kyle. Reese. Ah, yes. Yeah. Where he's kind of going over the, you know, you're strong, Sarah. Right. Stronger right. than you ever thought you could be. Yeah. That's a great line, I think, too. Yes. On your feet, soldier. You know, he calls, calls <laughs> yeah. back to the first movie. Um, but yeah, he kind of gives her the, the, the little oomph to, to get going. Um, which, you know, that, that's another scene that's, that's a great scene that, uh, I think deserves to be in there. Um, for sure. Yeah. Um, I watched when I watched it here. I I uh, I had a you know an, a neighbor over um, to join me, and oh, yeah. he uh, he said you know he loves T two. He said he's seen it a lot, but he had actually never seen the special edition before. <laughs> Whoa, that's so, crazy! So he was seeing you know these added scenes for the first time. Um, wow, I can't even imagine. Yeah, like. yeah, they've, it's been like, it's been like, I always, almost always watch the special edition, so it's like, um, it just feels like the version of the movie for me, and yeah, I, I had to actually think about, like, okay, so which scenes were the ones added sometimes? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, sometimes yeah. I don't, don't quite remember, I had to check, um, because yeah, there's like, there's those big scenes, but then there's a couple just smaller moments too that they they add back in, um, like the T one thousand killing Max and all that. Yes, you know? that that's one that I, I like almost thought that was part of the original movie. Um, yeah, yeah. But, they all fit so well, though. It's like they didn't need to be cut. You know. Yeah, so the way they were inserted is like it 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 matches that flow of the storytelling, just like everything else. Um, mm Hmm. So, yeah, those were, what are some of those other ones? I listed all of them. So you got the first Sarah Dream, the T-1000 Killing Max, uh, and then the extra, extra T-1000 scene where he's going through John's room. Um, oh, yes, yeah. That's only in the special, yeah, special edition. things and then absorbing information. Right, sort of. right. And that's, there's that cool moment where he's looking through that, whatever, like magnifying thing or fishbowl type thing. And he oh, blows yeah. up his face big. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, mm -hmm. that was kind of cool. But, um, then the, of course, the, the great, uh, chip scene where they get the chip out of, uh, Arnold's head. And we already talked oh, about yeah, how good that was. Um, the smile scene. What do you think of the smile scene? Do you like uh, <laughs> yeah, that's like the one scene, I guess. Like, I mean, it is, it's really funny and it, it works in the mm -hmm. movie, you know? Yeah. Um, that's pretty, that's like the closest to modern day f stuff, you know, like mm -hmm. funny we get. Right. Nowadays that was in every movie. It, but I think this one was tastefully done, you know, 
uh, you know, because he's kind of analyzing the the guy <laughs> smiling and stuff, and yeah, you know, and he tries to mimic it, but <laughs> it doesn't right. quite go well. As, as, um, I think yeah. because it, yeah, because it was sort of taken seriously in a way, you know, it, it's it's much better, you know, and they only mm-hmm. did it once, whereas right, right. you know, <laughs> the other one they kind of did it a little, maybe too many times. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, maybe one too many, but um. But yeah, the uh, you're right. It's 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 borderline. It's and and James Cameron says that himself in the in explaining, you know, the deleted scenes. He says, mm-hmm. "Yeah, we we wanted to avoid the the Terminator becoming too much of a you know comedic figure, um, so that's right. why they they took it out." Um, and um, but yeah, that's the one where you can kind of go either way. Like it's it's definitely not you know adding a, sn- a significant thing putting it in um right. like you you can take it out and as you know you don't really lose anything uh it's just kind of a humorous you know moment yeah um yeah. unintentionally you know arnold doesn't see the humor he's just trying to you know <laughs> do something and uh and yeah. just not very successful as as arnold says when he talks about it he said i looked basically like a horse that was trying to <laughs> smile <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I think luckily though it's in there because now the internet has taken love of it. <laughs> yes, uh, it, it does you know, make for one of the great gifs uh, <laughs> of all time, showing showing yeah, Arnold. So, yeah, many a great meme and gifs. You know, thank yeah. God for that. So yes, for that alone, I think it's worth it. It is. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is worthy of that. Um, uh, so yeah, so there's that scene. There's this the extra scene of Dyson at home, um, where mm-hmm. he's with just with his family. You know, yeah. uh, the kids there's actually are, a whole other character in the special. There's a daughter. The, the oh, daughter yeah. I don't think is in hmm. the normal edition at all. Yeah, that's true. You only see the the boys. Oh, maybe she is. Well, I don't, yeah, because I don't know if they talk about raging waters in the original. No, the they, don't. they don't. They don't. Um, but yeah, his kids are wanting to go raging waters. He's of course his, you know, shows how obsessed he is with his work. Um, and his wife has to kind of snap him out of it saying, you know, you still have a family here. And, um, (laughs) but he also gets to explain kind of why he's so excited about it. He's like, you imagine the jet pilot who never gets tired and, you know, never has a hangover and all that. Yeah. yeah, Those kind of things. So it it explains the reasoning, how this, and it shows how this is not just a, a bad guy who wants to create this AI to take over the world. Of course, those aren't, you know, the the intentions. Um, (laughs) yeah, all good intentions, right? It has very good, good ideas behind it. Um, and it's kind of, you know, and it's, as we're seeing more and more these days, you know the the talk of AI and and um, intelligent you know like self driving cars is the thing that you know is, mm, is starting yeah. to become a reality um, that they're working on. So and, and it says like, well, yeah, if you have self driving cars, you just you have less accidents because there's no human error involved. You know, uh, it's the same <laughs> argument. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. Just let the let the computers do everything, and we'll all be good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it, it is very very still uh, topical uh, as as time goes on for sure. Um, which is another reason why you know it's lasted so long is it's, it's 
become, you know, stayed so popular. Um, so we got the Dyson scene, uh, you know, it does a good job humanizing him and everything. Um, the T-1000, uh, or no, before that, I don't have that one, but there's an extra little bit where Sarah is going, um, uh, she decides to go after Dyson and, Mm. um, uh, and, and she said, it shows her setting up like her her spot where she's going to, you know, shoot him with the the sniper scope scene. So it adds some of that as she's preparing and getting ready. Um, and then Cameron's reasoning for removing that in the, uh, theatrical cut is in the theatrical cut, you, you just see Dyson and his family at home and then, uh, and then you see the red dot appear on his head. Um, ah, right. so you, you don't get, you know, it's like you don't know exactly what she's doing until that moment. And you're like, Oh, this is Sarah going after him. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So it's kind of a cool, you know, cool, cool way to, to reveal that. Um, that's kind of one of those, you know, inconsequential things that they don't add a whole lot to it. Um, but, uh, what else? Oh yeah. I forgot to, to mention the, the weapons cache. There's a little added part between, uh. um, between John and, and the Terminator, uh, where they talk about, you know, being afraid. Um, and he asked him, you know, are you afraid? You ever afraid? And he's going, no. <laughs> just, yeah. Why would I be afraid? Not even a little? But, yeah, yeah. No, no, not at all. Um, <laughs> and then he tries to explain, you know, you know, we, you know, don't you, you know, or, um, or it's later on. He, he says, uh, uh, they're in the car and he says like, you know, people, people are afraid. They have feelings. They get hurt. And, you know, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. So it's just more kind of development of that, um, you know, the why do you cry kind of thing, but, you know, it's with fear. Um, so they add that, you know, element to it. Um, now, the the smile, that's always in there, right, where he picks up, or he sees the, you know, the, the Oh, yeah, the when he gets gun. the minigun and he does that, like, little half smirk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's in both versions. Uh, but the, there is an extra smile, though, right? When they're driving to Dyson, like John and the Terminator, I thought there's an extra smile in there where he kind of looks over and he smirks for a second. When uh, what he's talking about where he can't kill people, mm-hmm. and he just kind of like does a kind of a thing. I, I'm pretty sure that's in there. I guess I could fast mm. forward to that part in the movie, but yeah, yeah. I I'm not sure. If, I guess yeah, I'd yeah. have to find like the. The theatrical cut. <laughs> to be able right, to right. You'd have to compare. Um, yeah, I'm not sure about that. That's, that's probably you know, one of those. It's a small moment. Very but. small, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so those are all, you know, they had a little bit, not not a huge amount. Um, mm-hmm. And then when they get to Cyberdyne, um, they have the added moment of, uh, of, you know, kind of destroying all the stuff in the lab. Um, and Arnold's, you know, chopping away with this ax and, uh, mm-hmm. Dyson then asks, you know, kind of in a, in a funny way, like, uh, do you mind if I borrow that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Arnold hands and it Arnold over. Just, like, uh, hands it over. Yeah, exactly. Right? And then he, oh, he, you know, symbolically smashes the, uh, the, the CPU chip uh, model 
Um, yeah. yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> signifying he's you know he's 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 all on board with this you know, even though yeah. it's it's it was his life's work you know that he's destroying. Um, he gave his life to destroy it. Pretty crazy, huh? Yeah, yeah. That's that's a big moment. Um, I'll talk about that in a little bit, but um, the. And then the extra, the, less, the rest of the extra stuff is the T, showing the T one thousand glitching um, in oh, the final yeah, factory scene. Um, and yeah, I think that's co- that's cool to show. Like you know, it shows he's he's not completely together. Like they they are having some effect on him after being shot at and blown up. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. several times and frozen. Like, yeah, like exactly. How are, you know, like how are they ever going to be this? It is having an effect on his functions a little bit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He grabs on like the railing, and then all of a sudden his hand is black and yeah, it's it's taking on the uh, and yeah, the the grates, cool. the metal grates on the on his feet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, then, Which in, I think in the theatrical cut, right? You just all you really get is like that little like there's a little blip in his. Yeah, it kind of goes up his body or whatever, and it's like yeah, yeah, a little scan thing. So it shows a little bit, but you're you're not quite sure what what that is. I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, so then and that you know showing those glitches then uh, pays off in the final sequence where he's disguising himself as Sarah. Um, and, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, calling to John saying, oh, help me, you know, getting, getting John, John to go no. over him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then in the theatrical, he just, you know, he sees the other, you know, the, the real Sarah saying, get down, John. And so he, he listens to her. Um, but in the extended one, he see, he looks down and sees that the feet of the T one thousand Sarah <laughs> is changing to the metal of the you know what he's standing on. Um, yeah, so it's a giveaway yeah. for that. Um, and you could argue that either way, like you know, he's like, oh, it's kind of clever that he sees the glitching and he figures it out. But it it could be more effective where he just you know by instinct. You know, right, makes right. the right choice. He's trusting the right one, kind of thing. Yeah, right. Um, which they they of course kind of play off that in uh, Terminator Genesis, where you know one of oh, right. the, one of them is is disguised as Kyle Reese, and she shoots shoots the one in the foot, <laughs> and uh, just you know just yeah. just happens to have guessed right. Um, but yeah. Um, so yeah, is that uh that's all then of the extra scenes, uh except for the of course alternate ending. Um yeah. which is is not on the special edition, but it's on the you know, extra special version or the, the one you can get uh, to. Yeah. Um on the D V D where you type in the judgment day date. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Then you get this the special ending. You get the instead of the looking at the road at night with the voiceover of Sarah um, it shows the future, you know, where the the bombs have not gone off and the machines have not taken over, and everything is more happy. And um, yeah, got old old Sarah with bad makeup uh, <laughs> on yeah. a bend, park bench, and John Connor that looks kind of like Richard Gere. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know why, but yeah. Um, I think they, they showed that ending to test audiences, and they didn't like that very much. So that's why they... Yeah. I think it was just a month before the movie came out in theaters. They mm. they just they changed the ending, right? Yeah, to the, just to the open road because that also left uh, you know possibilities for sequels. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, you could cynically say, well, you know, they they didn't want to definitively end the series and leave things yeah. open more. Um, but I think it's it's just it's the better ending. You know what they oh, yeah. decided to go with, where it's you know it's the the future is not set, right? That was the whole thing. Um, yeah. And uh, you can, uh, you know, if in, in the whole thing where if, you know, they kind of, the, vo- the voiceover part of it, I can kind of, you know, it, it, it probably could have been a little better because, I mean, obviously they had, it wasn't a, written originally for that, so they kind of had to, you know, let's let's write up a new voiceover ending or whatever. Um, so maybe they didn't put quite as much time into that. Um, cause it, it's just a little on the nose. Like, you know, if, if a machine can learn the value of human life, maybe we can too. It's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, this, yeah. we, we get it. You know, it's like, yeah. that's, that's the thing where it doesn't need to be said necessarily. Um, but, but it's all right. It, you know, it's, um, it is better than the, the, the future coding uh f- future coda ending right yeah um so i'll go with that you know cause in my opinion i think they could have just ended um you know after arnold goes into the the, <laughs> the lava at <laughs> the end molten. yeah and they just you know just fade from that and it kind of ended like that um with uh yeah not, it's true not much extra um so yeah, but yeah, overall the special edition though is 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 the way to go. I'd say, you know, unless I unless I'm real, you know, unless I'm in such a rush that an extra fifteen minutes, you know, on a two hour and fifteen minute movie is you know too much. <laughs> I only have two hours and fifteen minutes to watch this, <laughs> so I've got to do the theatrical. Um, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, and once yeah. in a while, just to remind myself, oh, so what was that like, and how was it different? It's kind of you know interesting. Um, yeah. so maybe next time I'll I'll watch it. Right. Um, yeah. Let's see. So we kind of talked about those scenes. Oh yeah. So let's just go. You know, talk about the, just the awesome performances by all the actors. Um, mm-hmm. because that is you know a a big. Uh, big part of what makes it good too is they just it had perfect casting um, for the key roles here. Um, of course, you know, first and foremost, you got Arnold, which is, you know, the most important to us. Oh, of course. Um, <laughs> Arnold back as the Terminator. But, you know, what they did with his, with the role of the Terminator was just, you know, they made it so interesting in giving him an actual character arc um over the course yeah. of the movie um so that he you know he starts out as this you know just calculated cold you know killing machine even though he doesn't kill uh, <laughs> still yeah. causing a lot of damage um and 
he, you know, and, and kind of stilted and doesn't know how to, to talk to people very well and, and that, and doesn't understand things about humans. Um, and over the course of, you know, being with John for a while and him explaining things and, and witnessing things and, um, you know, that's, that he, you know, develops, you know, an, an understanding at least, you know, even if, if he doesn't fully experience these things, uh, I mean, the, you know, the perfect line of the whole thing is the, I know now why you cry, but it's something I can never do. Um, that's just, you know, that, that's the perfect, you know, encapsulation of what his, his character has gone through. So he has that, you know, better, better perspective on, on human emotions and things like that. Um, there, uh, I, I heard there was a, um, there was an added part to his di dialogue at some point there where Sarah asks him, uh, are you afraid? And he says, yes. Um, <laughs> right before they lower him down. And, um, ah. so that was, that never made it past the script, I think. But, uh, um, yeah, I don't know if that would have been good, you know. <laughs> I think that yeah, that one probably doesn't yeah, doesn't doesn't fit really well. They they added it, you know, when they had the other scenes of John, you know, saying, you know, explaining about being afraid and that kind of thing. So they're kind of trying right, to bring a yeah. close bring a close to that yeah. whole part. But I I just don't buy, you know, a, a machine <laughs> shouldn't be afraid, you know. It's like yeah, yeah. You just don't. I mean, I could see the whole not self terminate thing if it's in the coding, you know. That's he just can't exactly, do it. Exactly right, right. Yeah, but um, but yeah, but he's he's going down and he's he's all you know he's ready. Um, the, I mean, he know. is pretty messed up by the end there. He's missing an arm, you know. He's, <laughs> you know exactly. Much off. Exactly. You know, so his knee is ripped up. So yeah, I mean, he's uh, yeah. it is time. His chest is all exposed. You know, <laughs> right, right. He's he's been through a lot at that point. Yep, yep. But uh, but Arnold, you know, that's he's he's perfect as as the Terminator. He he plays it in um in a way that he has just the right amount of inflection in his lines. Mm -hmm. Um, to not be just totally robotic, um, cause he does, right, I yeah. mean, you know, he has to pass for a human, so he, he knows how to say things certain ways, but, um, um, but yeah, and, and get across just a, a little bit, you know, of the, the way he says lines is, is, uh, um, is, is good just like he like he shows genuine curiosity about things like why do you cry yeah. you know that right. you know and um <laughs> but then you know sometimes he just gives straight you know yes no answers too um as excellent you, you would expect yeah, all that yes. stuff is <laughs> <laughs> excellent um so yeah affirmative it's, it's all that stuff yeah you know and that leads to some great scenes too between john and he you know it's right. kind of like mm -hmm. you don't say affirmative or some shit like that you say <laughs> you know no problema or whatever it is it's just like mm -hmm. i don't know there's some great bonding moments there i think yeah 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 really they feel fun to watch pretty natural and, and that's I, the one thing about the movie is that it adds humor in a natural way and mm -hmm. you know it's not like mm -hmm. slapstick you know 
Yes. No, no, there, there is humor. It, it's just not like totally it's, in your it's, face. It's humor through the situation that yes. that they're in or that the, you know they they find themselves in and and they and the 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 humorous lines are not yeah they're like you said they're not like outrageously humorous like they're you know set up like a joke um but just some of the things like uh uh and a lot there were a couple of things that were improvised too like you know like um uh well that I need a vacation line at the end it's kind of one that Arnold kind of came up with saying like, like, or I think it was in the script as, well, he looks like he needs a vacation and Arnold decided, yeah. to, well, let me just say that, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. So it's that's, classic. that's a great line that, that also kind of relieves the tension at the end too, because you just witness yeah. this, you know, kind of, you know, crazy, you know, you know, the destroying the T one thousand and everything and it's been a rough rough night for them. Um Yeah, exactly. You get so, a breath of fresh air finally. It's like Yeah, oh. yeah. You can you can laugh a little bit and then um yeah. but the, some of the other lines, uh oh, he'll live is a great line. <laughs> just, yes. yeah, he'll live. <laughs> that always got one of the, the best laughs in the movie, I think. Um, because John just made him promise to not kill anyone, and then he he kneecaps the uh, the security guard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he'll live. Uh, that's so perfect. Um, yeah. But hey, he's following. You know, he's still following orders. Right. So that's that's yep. great. And uh, oh, and of course, his uh, response to uh, uh, you know, Jesus, you were going to kill that guy. Of course, I'm a Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like so. Uh, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. But uh but he plays them completely straight, you know, like like there should be. Um so yeah, so Arnold, you know, we don't need to say anything more about him. He's awesome. Um and then Linda Hamilton, you know, just upped her game just an insane amount, you know, the way she trained for this, you know, so she could get in you know, comp- really good shape. Um, to show her transformation right. from the kind of meek waitress from the first movie into the, you know, hardened badass that she is in, in T2. Um, and. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She just does, I mean, she does amazing. And she has some of the, you know, really good, uh, kind of monologues in, in the film too. Um, when she's in Pescadero and she's, you know, talking with Silberman. Um, you know, about, you know, first, you know, trying to convince him that, uh, she's getting better and she, you know, she's, you know, you can tell she's, <laughs> you, 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 she does it in a way that, that the audience knows, okay, this is all an act. It's, you know, <laughs> like you right. can see the veneer, but, you know, but she's got to go through with it. And, and then that moment when she realizes she's not going to get, you know, what she wants and to see John or yeah. whatever. And she, she just completely, you know, rages out on him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and yeah. it's just amazing. The, you know, the subtle things she does with her eyes and, and, uh, and expressions yeah. and things. Uh, you can really imagine her stabbing him in the kneecap. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, yeah, the way the way she says, "How's the knee?" <laughs> oh yeah, yeah <laughs> that's a great, great one. Um, and then and then later on, she's at Dyson's, and she's you know, 
listening to him, you know, d- you know, talk about whatever the stuff, and then she she goes into the rant about how you know men like you, you know, <laughs> you know oh yeah, yeah. came you up know with like, have a life inside right. you, you're growing. <laughs> All you know is death and destruction. <laughs> and mom, right. you know? yeah, yeah. Johnny's a snapper out of it because she's going, she's going into that same mode again where she, her rage is coming out. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh yeah, and she plays it so perfectly. You know, she's just sitting there with her cigarette or whatever. But oh, it's yeah. like, yeah, she looks know. so, yeah, just so Perfect. kind of pissed off and um but yeah. yeah but yeah she is just she's badass but but she also under all that you know hardened shell she has she also reveals her her you know her vulnerability at times like you know the dream sequence with Kyle um mm-hmm. the you know when she first sees the terminator come out of the elevator you know and and you know stumbles you know back because it's like she's really living her worst nightmare um yeah right she's, it's she's, right there in front of her she's materialized she's, again she's brought down to a you know a puddle you know her former self at that moment um so that's that was cool and um um yeah, and like I mentioned before, just the the amazing, you know, when when she goes to kill Dyson, and she's like, you know, I'm not gonna let you do it. I'm like, you know, and then she, she oh yeah, she calms herself down. She's like, oh, you know, because she can't believe she she came that close to killing, you know, this guy, this innocent guy, you know. Yeah, so yeah, um, so yeah, just amazing, amazing stuff from Linda Hamilton there. Um, then Robert Patrick, you know, of course, as the T-1000, he does an amazing job at being just as threatening a, a, you know, killing machine as Arnold was in the first one. Um, yeah. uh, but just not having the physical imposing part of it, you know, he's just the, he's the exact opposite kind of slender, you know, but he emphasizes his kind of his speed, um, in that, you know, the way he, you know, just gets, you know, moves quickly when, you know, and gets around fast, you know, he does his run where he's just, you know, he's got the arms going and it's just, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's really, it's scary, you know, he has that, uh, really fine line of, you know, trying to pass as human, but you can tell like, you know, this, this yeah. is not, not quite human. And he's got very fluid movement movements, you know. Fluid, he kind of right. like pans the area, kind of, you know. Yeah, yeah. He kind of took what Arnold did in the first one. You know how Arnold mm-hmm. kind of like was when he's scanning. I think his eyes move first, then the head moves, kind of thing. Right. Camera almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he kind of took elements of that, and then you know maybe maybe made a little sleeker from you know just it's a different model. Right, course, right, right. I ran with it, which um, I think was brilliant. Yeah, speed over strength and. He, um, uh, and like that, uh, the, that moment where he's, he's having the conversation with, uh, with John's, uh, foster parents and, you know, he's, he's asking them, you know, so if you, you know, he's a good looking boy and, you know, he's, he's trying to be really, you know, uh, you know, like a friendly police officer and everything. And, um, 
but but you know and you're not supposed to know he's a terminator yet but but you look for the little subtle cues that he's you know there's something off about this guy you know even at that point <laughs> yeah. um and especially at the end where he said oh yeah there's the guy on the bike you know does he have anything to do with this and he just he stares and he says no no, he, don't you don't need to worry about him. I wouldn't worry about. I him. wouldn't worry about him. Yeah. <laughs> and and yes, then he so he like pauses, and then he just has a blink. He blinks his eyes, and it's just the most unnatural uh, kind of blink that you've ever yeah. seen. It's like, oh, yeah, like, that's so great. Yeah, so it's just yeah, perfect little little uh, little touches in the both the verbal and nonverbal things that that he does with that. Um, Say that's a nice bike. That's a nice bike. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Another that's great, cool. You know, funny, but but you know, not in a you know, you know, laugh out loud kind of way. Um, yeah, yeah. But yes. So you got him. You got uh, Eddie Furlong. He does. You know, he seems like a normal. You know, L.A. kid. Because that's yeah. what he was. He was not an experienced actor. Um, yeah, this just, was his and introducing Edward Furlong, right? I think that's what the film yep, says. Yep. So. He's, yeah, right. It's his, his first role. The, the the casting, you know, director saw him. I, th- I think even at a mall or something, and and uh, just said, you know, and, you know, oh, he seems like you know, a good look, and so you know, yeah, he said, well, come in in an audition, and, and he did a good enough job, and he got the role. So it's like, it's like you know, it's, it's the amazing thing. It's like the the thing that every kid would wish is like. Oh, someone will just you know yeah. plop me up and say, "Hey, do you want to be in the next Arnold Schwarzenegger movie?" Um, yeah, dream come true. Huh? <laughs> but um, but yeah, and I would say you know he's um, he's not the strongest you know performance because you know obviously he hasn't had the acting experience, but it is you know naturalistic in that he just does things yeah. that you would think kids would do the way he would. Uh, do things or say things. Um, he has that awkwardness to him, you know, the, the squeaky yeah. voice. <laughs> <laughs> his, yeah. his voice changed over the course of the, uh, the, the filming. So it's, uh, it's higher pitched in some scenes and lower in the others. Um, but, uh, and you know, the, he definitely does, does not do some lines as, as good as, uh, as 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 possible, maybe because uh, um, uh, I don't know. There is the, no faith we make for ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, <laughs> make for ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> what? That one sticks out in my mind. Um, or the other, one, the one that probably annoys me the most is uh, um, where? What was I thinking? The um. Well, the, the close to that, the, she's gonna blow him away. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one may be a little, and, um, a little forced, but oh, and know, it always it, felt it, it always felt hokey to me that that uh, when he says the line, "Yeah, we spent a lot of time in Nicaragua," and <laughs> oh, <laughs> like that. places like that, places yeah. like that. Uh, <laughs> Like okay, but uh, but it's it's all good fun. He's uh, you know he d- he does a pretty darn good job for a first time 
actor. Um, yeah, yeah. And serves the purpose of his role pretty well. Um, and he does, you know, he, he, when he has to be, you know, emotional and, and, uh, you know, breaking into tears, he does a pretty good job, you know, at those scenes, I think. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, and like I said, I think his best scene is that scene where he, he, uh, you know, stops Sarah from smashing the chip. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a great one. He steps it up there. Um, yeah, just all around, uh, Joe Morton, have to mention Joe Morton cause, uh, he's, he's incredible as Miles Dyson. Um, they just, oh, yeah. you know, got the right guy to, you know, depict the family man, you know, he's, he's, he's not just one, a one note character, you know, it's not just this evil guy they're going after. He's, you know, you can see like he's a devoted family guy. He's, he's got his, you know, priorities for the most part, right. Even though he's, you know, he's very obsessed with work. Um, and, um, and you know, he, he gives some good subtlety to his, his performance. Like when he's, when he, when he's, you know, talking, uh, after he's, he's been, bandaged up and everything from from Sarah shooting him and and he's he's talking and explaining you know um about his research and everything he's like and yes there were you know and it, that they had the chip or whatever the, oh yes the chip and he's like it was it was it was broken it didn't work but it's, it's incredible things and is things we never would have thought oh, of yeah. and then he has that change yeah, because he like, realizes he's never going to be working on it anymore and he has to destroy it yeah. and he's like <laughs> He has that change, like, oh, my work was based on it. Um, but yeah, and then, uh, you know, his, his great, great death scene, um, in the, in the Cyberdyne, uh, uh, you know, siege by the, uh, by the SWAT team, um, where he just, you know, decides to make that sacrifice and, you know, he, he, and he doesn't, um, you know, he's got the detonator, right? And he's been shot and whatever, and and he and he doesn't even have to say yeah. anything. He just kind of gives a glance at Sarah, and you know he's like, okay, he's gonna stay, and they, and they have to go. Um, and then you yeah. know the SWAT team comes in, and it's just that 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 breathing, that frantic breathing as he's doing, as yeah. he's trying to stay alive, <laughs> just long enough. Yeah. And, uh, and he said, you know, he's, he's saying, I don't know how much luck I get all this. <laughs> it's just like, it's just brutal. Yeah. It's like, yeah, oh man. Crazy. Cause you really feel like this guy is like, you know, just holding on. Um, yeah. And that close as the camera zooms in and gets closer to his eye than as he's, as he's breathing oh, right. his last breaths. Um, just very, very intense. <gasps> Yeah, yeah. He's like, you know, it's like, <laughs> right. yeah, it's some good um, stuff. And, um, and oh, by the way, that, that, um, I just, just found out recently, this is something new that I didn't know about from T2, the, the, the SWAT leader guy that comes in and, um, yeah, and, yeah. and is looking at Dyson as, you know, and, and just, and then gives the signal, go get clear out of here. Um, yeah, yeah. That is the um, the guy from uh, from Breaking Bad. Um, ah, um, he's also the guy. If you want to connect it, isn't he the same actor from Total Recall? Uh, who yes, plays the the mutant guy. Yes, right. 
the the mutant yeah. guy uh, Tony, I think, in in Total Recall. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, Hank. That's a cool little cameo there, Hank, huh? Hank from Breaking Bad. Um, because uh, I was looking at something of uh, about uh, that actor, um, and saying how he was, you know, during the course of his career, he he has played every kind of law enforcement uh, agent. You know, <laughs> it's kind of like he's, you know, he's always typecast as these, uh, you know, either FBI, DEA. Um, every, every acronym, you know, you can think of, you know, LAPD, you know, whatever. Um, (laughs) so yes, this was another one of those roles, but, (laughs) um, but that was a fun, fun, uh, thing I hadn't realized before. Um, but yeah, but Miles Dyson, quite, uh, quite the performance. Um, and then, yeah, and the other main one I would, I would give, credit to is Earl Bowen who plays uh Dr. Silberman. Um yeah, yeah, returning. He's, yeah, he's great returning from T1 and he's the same definitely the same character as T1. Uh he just does yeah. that smarmy kind of douchey, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I know more than you do yeah. quality, you know, um yeah. thinks he's smarter than everyone and can figure it out. Um and just yeah so he plays that and he you know he um uh he it's almost like he takes pleasure in in kind of you know i don't know about tormenting but just kind of like playing with these patients of his a little bit um, yeah like giving giving them giving them a carrot like you know like sarah said like oh yeah i was looking forward to seeing my son you said if i you know <laughs> improved after this much time and then he just yeah. completely shuts it down like like no <laughs> no i'm afraid, afraid we're not going to be able to do that not for a while and then that not makes for your, six months yeah six months <laughs> like, yeah. like what <laughs> <laughs> yes um but yes, he he's got you know maybe a little bit of a of a of a power uh, complex himself, but uh, um, but yes, but he he plays that to a T. Um, oh yeah, um, and and his probably greatest little moment is is after that scene where he looks at the camera and says, "Model citizen." <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, that is great. Yeah. Uh. Now, did you know, like, James Cameron, I think, is controlling the camera at that point? Oh, uh, no, I didn't know that. Pretty sure. Well, I, he did, it definitely did the part where she's like, uh, you know, uh, it, it, where she's, it, you know, at the beginning of the scene where she's kind of like sitting there calm watching the screen. Uh-huh. And then, uh, you know, and she kind of starts freaking out and they pause it or whatever. That, oh, uh, right. For sure. That's the moment where James Cameron is filming, I guess, because he wanted it to have a certain feel and i don't know if you notice in the moment it kind of starts zooming in and getting mm, more intense and stuff. right and yeah he has a tendency to just kind of jump behind the camera sometimes uh <laughs> when you know when he wants a certain particular shot you know sure yeah well you can't do it so let me just do it really quick he's got yeah he, he, he's, he wants he's got it. those you know he he does detailed storyboards and you know of course ahead of time and so he's he really yeah, yeah. pictures everything the way he wants it um, of course, his his cinematographer Alan Greenberg um, is extremely talented himself, and does you know is you know is, does a great job with the cinematography um, in general. Um, uh, I, I like the way they shoot the the action 
in in a way that everything is very clear you know they they don't jumble it up with a lot oh, of yeah. shaky camera or you know zooming in too close so you can't tell what's going on it's like mostly wide shots um yeah. and they just you know and the way they cut them together and it, you know everything just flows really well um and the way they compose the shots in that there's you know always foreground midground and background there's a lot of depth to the image. Um, oh yeah, which is that's why it's going to be so great in 3D. Yeah, exactly. That's why we, you know. we can't wait for the, the 3D version. Um, they better be better be releasing it here. <laughs> it. They're, uh, yeah. they're they're toying with us. They're they're not uh, they're not announcing anything at this time. But um, but yes, hopefully they make the right choice there. Um, so yeah, but yeah, the the shot composition, the um, uh, everything they make, you know, perfect use of the wide aspect ratio um, uh, of the frame, so that there's there's always something, you know, from the you know left side, center, and the right. Um, so yeah, cinematography is just awesome in general on T two. Um, and the, um, of course the coloring too, the, the way they, they have the, the blue hues, um, in the nighttime, uh, scenes. Oh, yeah. And then that golden amber during the, uh, during most of the day, you know, the, they tend to, you know, prefer the, the kind of, uh, gold look in the daylight scenes, uh, where, you know, especially during sunset, sunset kind of time. Um, or, yeah. or when things are just lit up by, um, you know, like the, like the fire and the, the, um, the, the molten steel at the end, you know, so that gives that golden yeah. hue too. So it's that, it, it is, true. that is kind of a James, James Cameron's signature is he, he likes his, his, his ambers and, and his, uh, blues, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's true. Um, but it it does look pretty nice on the screen. Um, oh, let's see, so much to talk about with T two. It's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> um. The um. Yeah, we. I mean, we've barely touched on the special effects and everything, but of course, that was you know groundbreaking at the time. And still holds yeah. up pretty well. Um, doesn't really oh, yeah. s- seem that dated. Uh, where it's, you know, because they blend it so well, you know, uh, where you you don't see the seams as much between what's uh, CG and what's real. Um, they had already gotten practice from doing the abyss, which was kind of you know the the water tentacle from the abyss was the kind of proof of concept. Um, uh, the, where James Cameron said, "Okay, because he'd been, he'd had the idea for the the liquid metal Terminator for a while, um, maybe even from yeah. when he was coming up with the the first movie, but he knew that it yeah. just wasn't possible then. Um, so as soon as it uh, looked like technology was was where it needed to be, then he uh, went ahead with it. So that was cool." Um, let's see. 
What the what the what? What the And even like Jeff Dawn's work. Yes, Dawn, you gotta you know, mention. Uh, yes. He did some fantastic work with uh, the makeup, you know, mm-hmm. of course with Stan Winston. Uh, but, you know, I, I think like some of the makeup effect that Jeff did was just so great, you know, right. and putting the prosthetics on Arnold and the time that he had to just sit in that chair. <laughs> yes. Just to put the stuff hours on. and hours <laughs> each day. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, but it was, it was perfection because you totally believe that, that Arnold is actually an endoskeleton underneath and that his chunks of skin yeah. were off of his face. Like it, it looks completely convincing. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, it and, did win the Oscar for, you know, best makeup. So. Well, yeah, well deserved for yeah. that. Um, yep. it's not, I mean, and that's kind of where they were light years ahead of, of the first movie where, you know, of course they didn't have a budget or anything as much, but they, they still yeah. did pretty good on that one. But you know, his, his face looks, you know, a lot less, you know, convincing when he's, you know, like mm-hmm. the, the scene with where he's he has to pop his eye out and that kind of thing. Um, right. Right. But yes, but it's, it is amazing. Um, in fact, it looks even more convincing in T2 then when they started using, you know, CG effects in T3 to digitally mm-hmm. remove chunks of his, his face and skull and everything so that, yeah. you know, it could actually have that, you know, the space dug out instead of like putting makeup on top of it. Um, but, you know, even though it can, it's a cool effect, but it's like at the same mm-hmm. time, it's like, well, that's obviously not real, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's just, if you can go practical, you know, I, I say do it, and that's what Terminator 2 does, you know? Right, yeah. So that's, yeah, makeup was, was, uh, was phenomenal as well. Um, Let's see. Well, I've got, yeah, I've just got an, a, kind of a, a punch list of other favorite moments um, I've got here. Um, and then some even my least favorite, which I, I've actually mentioned a couple of those already. But um, let's see. The I, In fact, probably already mentioned a bunch of these. Uh, I already mentioned the bad to the bone scene is just, you know, really awesome. Um, yeah. That little moment when the T one thousand glance it, does a double take at the metallic mannequin in the mall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's cool. It's a nice little little touch there. Um, uh, Arnold's you know half smile with the minigun is 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 really cool. Oh yeah. Um, and also his the glare that he gives John. After uh, he's done the high five, low five, and then too slow, yeah, <laughs> and he just gives yeah, that glare. Great, great moment. Where you think, if oh man, if if only I was programmed not to, you know to to kill you instead, I would do that right now. Um, yeah, but yes, that's good. Um, I know now why you cry, but it's something I can never do. Is just perfectly done. Oh yeah, um, emotional ending to that. Um, the, the cool way that Arnold flips his, um, flip cocks the shotgun thing is just, um, you know, it's just cool. Oh yeah. That's iconic. <laughs> the, I mean, yeah, that's, that's just great. And they had to specially create that, you know, the shotgun to do that. Um, uh, so he could, oh, yeah, they had to make that little, uh, around. you know, 
little area, big, a little bit bigger, the loop, whatever. Right, right. So you could, you know, they had to practice a bunch with it and get it to work. Um, there's the, there's a, there's the out where he's got the shotgun and he hits John in the head with it. <laughs> where he kind of oh, yeah, flips sure. it back up around and it's just boom. <laughs> he's like, oops. Uh, um, about to happen. Yes. Uh, when he's and then when he's introduced as Uncle Bob and he and he picks up the baby, the little infant, and he's looking yeah. at him, just kind of like curious, you know. Yeah. Well, even Enrique's re- reaction is like Uncle Bob, huh? Right. Okay. Okay. You know, <laughs> that's a funny, funny little moment there. It's like he knows not to ask questions with Sarah. These yeah, he's like, okay, <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, that's great. Um, the um, oh yes, the, another great funny moment. Uh, do you? <laughs> I'm out of change. Do you have a quarter? And he just smashes uh. <laughs> the payphone. All the quarters come out, and he picks it up. <laughs> that's oh a, yeah, that's that's, that's great. An excellent moment. Um, and then um. And just little touches like the snake heads lining the, uh, the, the fence in the desert. Um, oh, yeah. That's some good stuff. Just a cool little uh, visual. Yeah, visual thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. So those are some of my other little moments I liked. Um, then other ones. I already mentioned kind of Eddie Furlong's, like some of my, you know, the things I didn't like he, the way he did. Um, yeah. The one thing, and you can nitpick little things, but it doesn't take away from the mm-hmm. you know impact overall of the movie because um, you overlook those things. Uh, the the cool the the whole cool my own Terminator scene where John is like you know oh, playing yeah. around with you know uh, the guys come over to help and then he has the Terminator lift him up <laughs> by the hair you know and and, and then you know, <laughs> yeah. tells him to stop when he's going to shoot put him. Your, put your leg down. Right, put your leg. Yeah, that's a funny thing. Put your leg down. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. There's parts that are okay. It's it's just you know it's like in real life it's like God, you're just being a dick, John. Isn't he? You know, these guys, <laughs> yeah. these guys are genuinely um, trying to help you, and you're insulting them. You know, it's like yeah, oh, get true. this juice, yeah. douchebag. Um, so it doesn't <laughs> doesn't exactly endear you to John then, um, but. Uh, Let's see what else the T one the oh yeah the things you can overlook the T one thousand if you you know if you if you really think about it he really should have killed John a lot easier <laughs> um, just in a lot of ways you know like you know he there's just the fact that he so he gets the address for Todd and Janelle's house um, yeah, yeah at night it's still dark. And then, but he doesn't go there until like well into the next morning or, you know, midday sometime because John has already, you know, left with his friend. And so, oh, oh, right, right. however much time has passed, like, so what was he doing all that time? You know, it's like, just hanging out. It's the two 1000, he has like plenty of opportunity. He could have killed John um, in the hours that he had before John left the house. Um, 
And then there's the fact that, well, he could, he could have, um, I don't know. It, it just seems like he could have mimicked, uh, Sarah a lot earlier on to, to try to get him. Um, well, I guess, uh, yeah, I guess that's the, that he didn't have the physical contact until the end. I guess that's why. So, um, cause he didn't touch Sarah when it, it was, they were in the, uh, the hospital. So, but yeah, but there, there was more efficient ways he could have gone and gone about things and, uh, and just killed John. But that's a whole rabbit's, rat's hole you can get down into with, you know, well, if, any they, movie, if yeah. they really wanted to kill John, you know, then why, why go further into the future? Why not go into the past where, you know, either, you know, Sarah was just a baby and go and kill her or something, you know, like, you know, right, you can get yeah. into crazy schematics <laughs> with time travel stuff. Um, but you don't dwell it as long as there aren't enough of those things where it's, you know, it's like, well, okay, this is just ridiculous now that there, there's so many, <laughs> you know, holes in the plot or whatever that, you know, you know, one or two of them you can overlook if the movie is, you know, moving along the pace and, and, uh, you're, uh, you're really into it and it's done really well. So, um, but it's, it is still fun to nitpick a little bit. Um, Oh, oh! I always hated the the, the one the orderly that grabs the needle uh, when Sarah has it at Doctor Silberman's neck. Um, oh yeah, I thought that it was that was just I don't know it was, it was just it wasn't staged really well because right before he does that, Sarah glances back and would like, yeah. like he would have she would have seen him there so it's like <laughs> right. it doesn't look at like yeah, well, that's true. why didn't she notice him but then he just kind of goes up and goes ha you know like, yeah like, i got gotcha. yeah. but and he's like miss and then she starts right. the crap out of him or something like right that. right but uh but yeah i don't know it's just some something weird about that one um <laughs> yeah and then the the only other thing you can complain about is the um the obvious uh, Pepsi uh, product placement throughout the whole movie. Um, oh, yeah, that's no, true. <laughs> it's like there's no other drink in this universe than Pepsi. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Cause in the bar, the beginning of the movie, there's mm-hmm. Pepsi sign in the bar, and then you yeah. know during the, obviously the you know back in the in the mall, the mall. whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then in the Pepsi in the machine. hospital, you see Pepsi in the machine. Um, so uh, yeah. It is. It is definitely one of the more blatant uh, product placement things. I guess there's not much else that's marketed in the movie other than Pepsi, but that's um, true. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess they only did one, but it was big. Um, but uh, <laughs> and it didn't bother me back then, like when I saw it. But it's like looking back at it now, it's like, yeah, that's that's just you know, in kind, of, right. <laughs> kind of in your face. Um, yeah. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, that's that's about all I can muster up to uh, to even you know be slightly negative uh, in T two. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think you. This is about that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's you know pretty you know stretching it on on a lot of those. So um, yeah, so. And then the last thing, so before we kind of wrap it up here, because we have we have done pretty pretty well at uh, dissecting the movie, um, I oh, thought yeah. it'd be cool to look at uh, some of the uh, because T two 
uh, was such a huge success and was, you know, had the marketing. It was like, you know, it was the most successful movie. It, it's, you know, Arnold's career was already like sky high, but that just sent it into the stratosphere at that point too. Um, Oh yeah. So Terminator was everywhere. So of course, when you have something that's kind of becomes a cultural phenomenon, you have a lot of um, uh, of then uh, parodies and and homages to uh, yes. to it. So uh, so I thought it'd be fun to kind of look at uh, some of those things and some of the the favorite ones that um, that we remember of those. Um, did, uh, what, did you think of any of these that, uh, that, uh, stood uh, out to you? And t- the, really the, the one that comes to my mind is going to be, uh, Terminator 2, the super fantastic musical. Uh, have you ever heard of that? I don't think I know that one. Oh, wow. That's crazy. It's a <laughs> mad TV skit. Oh, um, okay. I have a different mad TV it, one. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess I did it a couple times. You know, right. I had the whatever that guy is on there. You know. Yeah. So the one yeah. I'm thinking of, they, you know, they're getting everybody together, and uh, you know, they have uh, they're writing a musical version mm-hmm. of Terminator Two. Mm-hmm. You know, and so Arnold's having some uh, the guy from Seinfeld who plays what's his name? Not you know the the friend Jerry, I think. You know, Jason um, Alexander. Cr- oh yeah, actor. yeah. Pretending to be Jason Alexander, and I don't know. It's just pretty funny. I don't know if we can find a clip somewhere, but hmm. you know, and they just kind of sing parts of the parts of the movie. You know, he's like, you know, uh, yeah, I'm time to kill him, and that would be real sad. You know, things like that, and it's just, uh, it's pretty interesting. It's, I thought it was a pretty funny, uh, you two, know, two pretty funny skit. It does take a few, yeah, digs at Arnold here, like you know, he's like flirting with the the girl and stuff. That's uh, there. Yeah, that's right. Super fantastic. <laughs> oh, yes, there it is. I probably have seen this. I don't remember. my super fantastic musical. Terminator 2, the super fantastic musical. They're almost here to rehearse. I'm so nervous, Maria. I'm as nervous as the time when I had to have the baby in junior. Arnold, you stayed up all night working on this, and I think the effort showed. Don't mention Bob Patterson, the TV show. They canceled it. I'm sorry about Bob Patterson. Arnold. I just prefer not to talk about it. But I read your play and I love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. You know, I was racking my brains to think who could play the young teenage John Connor. Then it hit me. Bang. The guy that played Bob Patterson. <laughs> Arnold. <laughs> thank you so much for thinking about me. Was in the first movie. That's something that I can't forgive. Come with me if you want to. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, it's good. Um, That's pretty funny. All right. So the one that I thought of 
um, for Mad TV was the greatest action story ever told. Is that the is that the one where there's multiple Arnolds? Or? No, so this is the one where he's uh, he goes back in time to Bethlehem when Jesus was born. Um, because oh, his yeah. mission is to protect Jesus. <laughs> yes, he shows up. He's, he's, he's scanning the uh, the three wise men. Enjoying the night air, my brother. Your robes, give them to me. I come bearing many gifts, but I assure you my robes are not among them. What are you, some kind of wise guy? <laughs> well, actually, yes. Arnold Schwarzenegger is the Terminator is the greatest action story ever told. Baby Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, all right, settle down. Thirty three years what are doing? They were going to arrest you. I know. And crucify you. This is supposed to happen. What are you? <laughs> Plotting for punishment? <laughs> In the beginning, there was Arnold. I'm a cybernetic organism, living tissue over metal endoskeleton. My mission is to protect you. I appreciate your concern, and I realize you've traveled a great distance. But there's a plan, a master plan even, and I can't explain it to you now, but you must, must stay away. And you cannot go around killing people. Why? Because it is one of God's commandments. Thou shalt not kill. Why? Because it is a sin. Why? Because it's not nice. Why? <laughs> Forgive him, Father. He is a robot from the future. <laughs> Thou shalt not miss this movie. Now, come witness the miracle. Brothers... My time with you is almost over. But for now, let us eat. Judas will betray Jesus. <laughs> you just don't get it, do you? You have been targeted for termination. I've already told you I'm supposed to die for the sins of mankind. <laughs> And he <laughs> puts his hand and, and heals Judas. I'm programmed to protect you. <laughs> and he shoots him again. Stop! Stop killing Judas! <laughs> but he's going to betray you. No. Look, look, I've got a lot on my mind right now, and you're really starting to stress me out, okay? Okay? <laughs> 
Pontius Pilate at 10 o'clock. <laughs> Give me nothing. This Christmas, <laughs> the meek shall inherit the action. <laughs> Don't worry. He'll be back. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. What? Terminator 3. But <laughs> the action story ever told. Yes. So I thought that was good. And that one had a different guy playing Arnold than the. Uh, yeah, I think it is different. He's definitely a different. He had different makeup and. Yeah, uh, yeah. He sounded different. Like little, different yeah, going going for a little more subtle than the. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and uh, and it was done like an actual like film rather than a skit kind of setup. Oh right, um, yeah. So it was a little yeah. more. You know, more, more, uh, I don't know, more th- uh, theatrical like. Um, but yeah, and then and the other one I thought of, which, you know, is the other main uh, sketch comedy show at the time, is SNL. Um, the one that, uh, do you remember when Linda Hamilton uh, hosted SNL? Oh, wow. That was a while um, ago, huh? Yeah. So that, it was like, uh, it wasn't right when T2 came out, but it was that, like, within the year. Um, so she yeah. hosted a show and, um, they did a, uh, a Toonsinator, uh, <laughs> of, uh, Toons's The Driving Cat, uh, sketch. Uh-huh. And, um, uh, but, uh, and I wanted to, uh, to dig this up again, but as I have not been able to find it, uh, on YouTube oh, really? or, uh, or anywhere online. Uh, I have it on a VHS, but that's, uh, <laughs> that is it. Um, in one you could be the one to put it on the internet. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I guess I could. <laughs> Um, unless they've, you know, maybe they've, you know, wanted to keep it off for some kind of copyright thing. Mm, um, even though it's, I don't know, I don't know why it would be different than other things, but, uh, but yes, the, the tunes is the driving cat was a recurring sketch in, uh, in the early nineties and in late eighties. Um, which is, you know, exactly as silly as it sounds. This is this puppet <laughs> puppet cat they have driving a car, and uh, they're, then they're always surprised when the cat drives off a cliff and, and kills everyone. Um, <laughs> but yes, in this one, so they have Linda Hamilton, you know, uh, you know, playing Sarah Connor in this, and. Um, they uh and Phil Hartman is in it too. Well Phil Hartman um plays Arnold, you know. Uh, oh, wow, that's cool. So it's uh so it's Arnold and, and Linda Hamilton in the car and then is Eddie Furlong actually in it too? I think Eddie Furlong mm. showed up too for a for a cameo in that. Um it might have, or maybe they might have gotten someone else. I don't remember because I can't watch it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, but it was very good. It was, it was, they they start they they do it like it's a Terminator movie, and then then they uh, they said, "Oh, we're we're up against uh, you know a, a new improved Terminator, or whatever." <laughs> and they say it's the Toonsinator, 
and they show the cat driving <laughs> the car and chasing them, you know, in the car. Yeah, um, I feel like I've, I did see this. And they, uh, you know, they're, they're, you know, trying to, you know, shoot, shoot at the cat and then it, 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 uh, you know, of course exposes part of the endo, endo huh. skull underneath the cat. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was quite good. Um, and then I think, uh, I think how it ends is they, as most of them end, like, you know, like, oh, it's, it's okay. He didn't want to kill us. He just wanted to be our friend, you know? It's like, oh. <laughs> and then, you know, the cat is driving them. And of course they, they all go off a cliff at the end. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. That's got to get on the internet somehow. Yeah. I was surprised. Couldn't find that. Um, but yeah, so those, I mean, the, and there were surprisingly few, like, you know, d- like comedy sketches like that, that, that I could think of. Um, because I was like, well, where are the main places they do that before, besides those two shows? And it's like, well, n- these days they do it on the late night talk shows. But I think oh, it was right. kind of like different back then. It was like, it was more, you know, just the interviews and some, some funny like little segments, but they they wouldn't do like um, sketches very as quite as often. Um, yeah, that's true. But there would be lots, tons of other like little references and and homages to T two in virtually any kind of you know you know a comedy TV show or movie. Like I mean, the biggest ones in the movies was you know in Wayne's World. When uh, Robert, oh, Robert Patrick shows up as the T one thousand and says, "If you yeah, see this boy, cool, huh? um, yeah, that was <laughs> that was you know hilarious when when uh, you saw that in the in the movie, um, and then again in Last Action Hero, very briefly he shows up, um, uh-huh, yeah. and one that I had forgotten about in Hot Shots Part Two, they." Um, you know, the Saddam Hussein kind of uh, smashes apart like the T-1000 and uh, oh, reforms. Um, yeah. And then there's been other like little, uh, uh, even, you know, more recent things um, that uh, they keep keep making things. The, 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 have you watched the YouTube channel, uh, How It Should Have Ended? Yes, yeah, yes. I have seen that. Yes, they did a fun one uh, with how the how Terminator should have ended, um, taking like the series <laughs> as a whole, um, yeah. and then they 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 melded together with Back to the Future. Uh, oh yeah, that was a great video. Yeah, that yeah, <laughs> so it was quite funny. So you can check that one out on the How It Should Have Ended uh, channel. They did that in two thousand nine. Um, let me see. Here's a little, little taste of that, maybe. Stop them. It's only a matter of time before the machines figure out they can just go back and kill one of us at infancy. There's only one exactly. thing that can be done. We have to terminate the creator of time travel. Dr. Emmett Brown? Yes? Doc! Come with me if you want to live. 
You're telling me that not only do I invent time travel, but in the future machines will use that technology to execute just one man? Terminate. Terminate just one man? That is what I'm telling you. Great Scott. Where's your hall pass? Get out of here, you slacker. Oh, this is heavy, Doc. If we're not careful, both of us are gonna be dead. Marty, evil terminating robots or not, before we can accomplish anything, we've got to get your parents to that dance, and we've got to get you back to the future! But how? Who are you? Now listen to me very carefully. <laughs> He's got knives on his head. He's an absolute dream. What are you looking at, butthead? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, that's really good. The music is awesome too. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, yes, those guys are funny, and it's it's all animated, of course, so they can they can do a lot of cool stuff. Um. Yeah, so it's like, you know, even in recent years, like, this, it, it shows just how, how pervasive Terminator remains to this day. Oh, yeah. Um, that there was the, the, the Simpsons episode. Do you remember when, uh, when, uh, Homer kind of takes on the T1000 qualities as he's, uh, <laughs> because he wants to be, uh, Flanders' friend and, uh, and uh and he, he keeps getting rejected so he kind of uh he, he morphs in and out of the bushes and then uh, oh yeah and then yeah, he's he, then the flanders try to leave in their car and he goes chasing after them with the golf clubs um <laughs> yeah. they, they reproduce that uh that scene um but uh but yeah just a lot of little little references and in, in shows like that um, and then, um, got to mention that I, of course, made my own little movies. Of uh, course. <laughs> the Gillinator <laughs> and Gillinator 2, Misjudgment Day. <laughs> uh, Love it. Those classics that I made in, in college, uh, with a bunch of my friends. So, so I am part of the, the Terminator universe as well. So, That's pretty awesome. It's, it's good. It's like you're like a spin-off series. Uh yeah, basically, because it, it takes place in the same universe, um same timeline but just uh, you know, helping uh John Connor when he's in college. Um yep. and now that was <laughs> never been shown in the movies, so exactly. it's theoretically, you know. <laughs> yes. And um, a smaller Possible. smaller model model uh you know, Gillinator made out of the spare parts that were left over from the Terminators. <laughs> um, Infiltration unit. I think my my line in the uh, you know when I when I go to uh, to get uh, get Sarah and she has a bad reaction to me is uh, come with me if you don't want to fail C eighty one, which was uh, one of our film classes at the time. Oh, so, that's cool. And that seems like a lot of fun. And you're even you like your website at the time, right? You got to click around and like. Yeah, I had an interactive uh, website extravaganza that you could go through. Because yeah, so. it was fun to create, uh, yeah, kind of create that Terminator Vision style with the yeah. little, little text and scanning and everything. Um, oh, yes. Good times. So. Uh, 
So yes, I will. Uh, there's probably you know the majority of people have uh, have no idea what the Gillinator films are like. So um, yeah. I should uh, I should post those up um, so they can be viewed yeah. by everyone. Um, I'll work on that. <laughs> I just have Arnold's to get them off. Birthday is coming up. Get them off. Yeah, yeah. it would be a nice birthday present. To Arnold. Exactly. Um, just got to get the DVD out of storage. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's all I've got, <laughs> basically. <laughs> um, is there anything else you can think of to, to talk about T2? I mean, we, we've covered a lot. Um, you know, there's, uh, there's just little moments there that I just want to shout out, like the whole... You know, Gibbons, you can't leave the desk like that. You know, just little <laughs> things like that. You know, I, yes. I always like find just so fun. Yeah. Like, and that's just like a little throwaway line, but right. it's just so funny and like just it builds the, you know, builds up the characters and like there's the, the real, yeah. the real people in this world, you know? Exactly. And, um, I, li- I like that he goes to find him in the bathroom and he's tied up and he immediately <laughs> yeah, turns like, around and leaves him there. Um, yeah. <laughs> so they, yeah, you know, the guy's still probably tied up. Um, yeah, yeah. Just send everything you got in the area right now. <laughs> you know, that, that guy was pretty fun. Right, right. And you know, um, and um, yeah, I mean that's you know that's pretty much. Uh, there's also like I could say like my top five um, non-kill moments because Arnold doesn't actually kill in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you want me to go through oh, my, yeah. my top five really quick, okay, um, sure. Uh, my, my, I guess the first one would be the, the epic beginning would be the guy, you know, the guy who smashed him with the pool stick and then Arnold just kind of throws yes. him through the glass, you know. Right. Uh, I absolutely love that one. I think that one's great. <laughs> um, you know, and of course the whole jock douchebags, just the whole moment where he, he just picks the guy up by his hair, you know, and then yes. he's about to kill the other guy, mm-hmm. but then John pushes his hand out of the way. Uh, I just think there's just, you know, it shows the power of the tournament. He's taking on two dudes. You know, these are pretty big dudes, too. And he's just like, oh, right. He's, it's just like he's swatting flies. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, so I love that. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, you know, the visiting hours are Monday through Friday. And then, you know, kneecaps the guy. You know, that's the big, the big one of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that's just such, such a, we've already touched, you know, on that one, mm-hmm. but it's just so fun. Yep. Um, another, another little moment. He didn't actually kill the guy, but it's during, uh, you know, the SWAT team raid mm-hmm. and he takes out the, uh, the gas grenade gun and he shoots one guy in the back and he's like, <laughs> Oh God, it hurts. You know, and it's just like the way it's sold and the guy, he, he, it's just like, I felt like his pain, you know, I felt yes. like that really would hurt getting shot in the back yes. with armor on, you know, yes. it's just like, Ooh, you don't want that to happen. And, uh, so, that, re- that reminds me of the, the guy in the opening scene with the knife. He says, pull it out, man, pull it out. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I, that's true. But on the list too, um, uh, that should be number five. But what I also have is the, uh, it's not even, even a real near death, I guess, but when he's like, uh, he uh, hold this and he gives the guy and he just pulls up the gas mask. <laughs> right. Right. You know, that's just, yep. uh, I don't know. Just like those little moments there, I think are, are so fun in the movie. Yeah. You know, there's more of course, but those are just like my, my top five little moments of sure. non kill moments, but close, you know, sure. almost kill moments. Right. They're, they're the, they're the best he can do with his programming. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. yeah exactly. And, um, 
And sometimes, you know, you don't need to kill even, you know, because sometimes I think how you can explain like, you know, like, like, well, you know, he, he, he could have killed the guys in the scene where he gets his clothes because he hasn't been told by John not to kill people yet. Yeah, um, yeah. so he technically could have then, um, but I think you could, you could explain it in that he, he's all about the most efficient way of taking care of a situation. So if, if he doesn't have to kill someone, if it's, if it's, you know, easier to just disable them, um, and to get what he wants, then, you know, he'll do that. So I think that's probably the, the reasoning there. Um, because of course, killing people brings consequences of well, you're being looked at, you you know, by police and stuff a lot harder now, and that yeah, kind of thing. yeah, that's true. So, it's like, well, we're looking for this man who yeah. killed this other guy, right? Versus, versus yeah, there, was, there was an assault know, and he stole some right. Clothes. You could say, oh, just a bar brawl broke out, and right. you know, that yeah, kind exactly. of thing. Um, so you These know, biker dudes, they're rougher on the edges sometimes, so it just makes sense, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, those are good. I like those. Um, of course, the T one thousand gets to kill people, so <laughs> yeah, he so, really goes to town. You know, he he has uh, some of the the best. He has the only kills in the movie. <laughs> right, they are right. so fun. You know, they're, they're some fun kills. Yes, the the if, the one I I always entitle the got milk kill is uh, <laughs> it's probably my yes. favorite. Yeah, um, and Randy Jennings and I have been in that house right there. Right, you know, we, yeah. we recreated that scene. I that that's something I'll always remember. I think yes. that's so fantastic. So uh, you're right. That is a great. That is a great death. Yeah, uh, or kill in the movie. And, and it's just like, and it's off camera, but it you, you feel right. the impact of it. You know, you, you and yeah, because it's a, another just great way of the you know the way they they shoot those scenes is um is yeah she she's on the phone with John you don't know you know she's the T1000 necessarily oh you might think and then you just hear that sound go <laughs> another great <laughs> yeah. sound effect and um yeah. and you're like what what, what happened there <laughs> and then it just pans over and shows um yeah just brilliant well also she was cutting before when she answered the phone so you know what i mean that's true yeah i don't know quite what what that sound was yeah and oh man it's a great reveal (laughs) just brutal yeah but i did i took a screen grab of that um when you know i was having a a screening of t2 in in college and and so I yeah. would post that up around the school with with the Got Milk logo at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Because I'm like, That's this, the yeah, <laughs> yes. Why didn't they do that? You know. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, but yes, there's definitely you know, g- given that Arnold can't kill in the movie, there's still quite a lot of violence. Um, you know that, it, but yeah. appropriate. You know, brutal, appropriate violence, which. Um, as we've oh, yeah. talked about, you know, before, you know, the going whole, you know, PG thirteen with with Terminator has just been detrimental in in some ways. So, um, yeah, because it's just you don't feel the stakes are are high with when you do, you don't see you know these kind of violent deaths sometimes. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. So I guess you know we can hope. Uh, well, I don't think there will be a, another Terminator that's as good as D2. Um, yeah. But, Unless uh, 
hammer back. Or even even another action movie that's as good as T two. That that would be yeah. <laughs> extremely hard to do. Um yeah. but uh but yeah, it's it's just it's got it all, you know. If you like action, it's got action. If you like drama, it's got drama. Um, it's got sci-fi, it's got time travel, robots, you know, all that stuff. Um, it's, it's, it's a family picture. There's it a little is, fam- really. <laughs> they have a family unit there. It's something for everyone. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. yes. But um, I, I definitely, you know, look forward to the day when I can show it to my, my daughters. Um, <laughs> I have to get a little bit older, probably, but uh, yeah, um, almost there, but not quite. Yes, yes, exactly. But um, I, I, I think they will, uh, they will dig it though, because it is. Even though it's 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 of a certain time, like there there are definitely things that date it uh, as being in the nineties. Um, the you know the kind of the. The, the, some, you know, the music, the Guns N' Roses, definitely of that time, although very, very uh, fitting. Right. Um, <laughs> the, um, you know, the, the, the mullet hairstyle of John's friend. <laughs> um, yes. who's, yeah. uh, who looks, you know, very, who Randy Jennings, you know, bore a resemblance to back in the day. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yes, just the, you know, little things like that. Of course, the, the Pepsi and stuff like that is a little bit dated, but, um, but really overall, it's, it's made in a classic movie making style where it's, it's not about gimmicks and things. It's just really solid, you know, talented people doing what they do to the, at the top of their game, you know, whether it's acting, uh, the cinematography, sound um effects just everything put together you know the script and it was planned so meticulously directed so well by james cameron because he is a perfectionist as we know and you know he doesn't settle for (laughs) for anything less um no, I mean, this is a guy that has a character drive a motorcycle out of a building onto a helicopter. Right. And, and smash yeah. into the helicopter and take it over. Crazy. I mean, that's just, yeah. You know, and that's, and that, that is also is the beginning of a whole new chase in the movie. Right. You know I mean, right. It's, it's so action packed. And then the helicopter fly, actually flies under an overpass. And they, yes. you know, they, they yeah. did not do that with the Vex. He actually did that. Um, it's crazy, yeah. But uh, but yeah, he brought brought the level up. Even you know, even though he, he, he I'm sure he's he's a pain in the butt to work for <laughs> at times <laughs> um, with that style. But uh, he he does get uh, get good results in the end. Um, so yeah, so yeah, because kind of barely mentioned James Cameron, other than you know that he he. Uh, had kind of the visions for it, you know, and yeah. everything. But uh, but yeah, he definitely is a big part of the of uh, how it came all together. Uh, but I think we have said about enough, um, and I think we have we <laughs> we have met our goal of being uh, as long as the movie itself. So yeah, <laughs> um, 
good uh, good place to be i think yeah yeah good place to so end huh? even though we didn't to do we didn't commentary. do a commentary you know a scene by scene commentary because i i didn't i was going to mention it at the beginning it was like we have done commentaries before but i thought with t2 it's like for for one it's it's too easy for me to get just like lost watching t2 that you know i i would probably yeah. not say as much uh, because I just want to, you know, keep taking it in and everything. Um, but then, you know, also it's just like the, we've seen it so many times. It's like, it's, it's probably better if we can just focus on, you know, all these things we want to, you know, that, that we remember about it that stick out to us the most and about those the most. Um, so yeah, so I think it worked. Um, I think we had a good time tonight and, uh, Hope all the listeners out there enjoyed it as well. Um, definitely, you know, give us feedback and uh, tell us, uh, you know, your memories of T2, of seeing it for the first time or the the things you you like most about it um, um, or even the things that you're more critical about it. Uh, that uh, It's always interesting to see, to hear other fans' perspective on... Uh, uh, what they like or, or don't like some uh, some movies. So uh, yeah, it's you know it's our favorite Arnold movie as well as just movie in general. And um, so um, so yeah, e- email us. Uh, you know we got our our usual contact info, uh, ArnoldRadioNews at gmail dot com, uh, or the Twitter at uh, ArnoldRadioNews. Is where you can reach the main account, um, and um, you know we'll give some feedback if we get it on a future show, um, and then of course we could we should also uh, give a shout outs to Daniel Marshall Cigars, who uh, just do awesome work with uh, you know talk about you know raising a level to, you know, the top of his game is like he's, he he does it with cigars and humidors. You know, he has that yeah. uh, same kind of perfectionist uh, attitude about that. So um so check those out as your perfect accompaniment to uh to watching T2 again. Um and then, uh, you know, fire up Arnucor, which, uh, you know, ha- happened to have some great ballsy tunes, um, with, uh, both Terminator and T2. Um, uh, I think they have, yeah, one of, I think they have both those songs. Uh, I think they even have a T3 song too, so, um, <laughs> But yes, so check those out on arnocore.com and uh, download by their, you know, you can get iTunes or uh, you can order the CD if you want, which has got a cool, very cool covers to all their CDs too. Um, yeah, uh, with that, I think uh, it's it's time to uh, to. Uh, Fire up the, you must slow me into the steel. Yes, yes, that's that's <laughs> it. It's time to lower lower the podcast into the steel because I cannot self terminate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I will just keep rambling on and on forever. 
on about hey, all Arnold stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you could, you could, yeah. We could, uh, so many minutiae of, of T2. It's like every every frame of the movie, really, is yeah. something you could talk about. <laughs> yeah, we could dissect. Um, so it gets ridiculous. But, um, but I think that is good. Um, yeah, my Blu-ray is back at the menu screen because it's been playing silently in the background. Um, <laughs> so it is time to, uh, yeah, to, yeah, I think, yeah, we, instead of take her toys back to the carpet, we say, um, take, take your... <laughs> take, take, take your mimetic poly alloy <laughs> back to the the molten steel lava. Yes, molten steel day lava. In, in the Gillinator in two, I, I have it. I have it uh, a lava room. Uh, uh. That that is where they they end up at. It's, it's labeled though. It's labeled very nicely. Cyberdyne oh, Systems good. Lava Room, you know, danger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, They're clear here. Yes. So take it back to the lava <laughs> and uh, have a good time. Watch T2. If you haven't watched it yeah. lately, do what we did, and it's it's just like enjoying it for the first time again. Um, and watch for all the things that we talked about. If you, you know, maybe you didn't catch some things. It's always always fun to catch new things in, uh, in classic movies like that. So while you do that, um, and it was actually and coming up, um, it'll almost be a, a we'll continue with James Cameron theme. Um, we're going to be guests on an Old Man Orange podcast coming up, um, where they decide they want to talk about another great James Cameron Arnold movie. Uh, called True Lies. Um, so yes, that's a great one. That um, that'll be fun too. So um, it's kind of a very very good follow up to to this this show. Um, but until then, I think it is time to go. The, the molten lava is, is coming up to my head, and um, now I have to stop talking because my, my CPU will shut down soon. All right. Well, join us next time. Thank you, Brandon, for joining me. Of I would love for my last line to just be, hasta la vista, baby. Come on. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do anything else. All right. With that... Join us next time on the next Arnold Radio News. Goodbye.